Where do you even start? Did I miss anything? <laughs> Did anything happen since the last time I streamed? Anything at all? Nothing? Really, nothing at all? Wow, okay. I guess that's it then. Bye. Um, just kidding. <clears throat> so, obviously, a lot. <laughs> obviously, a lot's gone down. And, uh, where do you start, you know? And, uh, sorry. Sorry, everyone. I haven't been uh, around during a time where people probably could have really used a laugh. You know what I mean? But um, I needed time, you know, to process everything and just be by myself. But maybe that was maybe that was not such a good idea on the other hand. You know, um, I needed to like process everything that was happening. It was so much at once. I feel like it all kind of kicked off on my birthday too. I was editing all day and that wasn't really that bad, but in between editing, I would look at my phone and look at a new article about some shit that's going on. And I was just like, holy fuck, man. And, uh, I don't even want to talk about it because it's just so, I feel like it's just so divisive and I'm not about like dividing people and I don't like people's, I don't like seeing people upset. I don't, I want to see people get along. I'm a real live and let live kind of guy. I've said that before. And, um. Who wants to hear a hot take from a piece of shit white man anyway, right? Because if you're if you're white, you're by default you're a piece of shit who should just shut up and listen to everything that's going on. But now more than ever, it feels like it's just not okay to speak your mind, you know. And um, throughout this whole thing, my mood just fucking crashed. I mean, I was. I was doing okay. I was doing really okay for a while. But, uh, man, my mood just plummeted. And I was chain smoking cigars. <laughs> I stopped for the past few days, though. I'm good. I cut, I, I cut myself off. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really want this to be like a politically charged thing, you know, because um, everyone's got their own opinion and I'm not, I just want to have fun and react to a few things that um, people sent me. So the main things being, um, I made uh, an episode last month that I still haven't premiered. I've been holding off making it public because I wanted to just premiere it for you guys and, and watch along with you and hopefully you guys will enjoy that. And then I'll be also 
somebody made a game for me. Somebody programmed a... I don't know what engine they used, but they made like a top-down RPG. Uh, I think it's John Graham and the Quest for the Gabagool, I think it's called. <laughs> so I thought I'd play that for a bit. I don't know how long it is. Um, I, I played like the for like five minutes of it and I laughed out loud and but like I wanted to save the whole thing for like you know this streaming and uh, yeah so I want to do that what are all the things um, I wanted to do I had a checklist hang on I wrote a whole fucking thing list down Let's have a look at that. And then hold on, my chat's in another window. I'm gonna bring that up. Oh no, it's right here. I'm all over the place. Just give me a, give me a minute. Um, okay. So my list. So my introduction. Did that overview. Ugh, I don't even fucking want to. Oh, God. Let's just skip over that for now. Um, I want to go over uh, my content, my Patreon, some changes I made to it. And then maybe some material. If uh, I don't really want to go into like the politics stuff, but if if you're interested in my input on something and you write it in a super chat that you want to know my thoughts on it I'll elaborate a little bit sure if you want but um, the idea of this is to not make it a divisive char politically charged thing and, and just try and have fun you know remember that thing fun <laughs> that we used to have I don't know if you remember but I'm hoping to have some of that um and then uh, some emails. I got some emails that I think uh, are worth going over on the stream. I'm not going to read out anybody's names, but I just think that the content, this, what's being written about is really interesting. And then the game that's the top-down RPG, we'll play that for a bit. I don't know how long it is. Maybe it's a short thing. Maybe it goes on for a while. I don't know. But uh, we'll, we'll do like a, maybe a half hour of that and then see if people are like bored or whatever. We'll move on to a different thing. And then uh, I have a birthday gift from my my community that's on the, I think Discord is their primary hub. That's where they hang out. And then, um, so my Discord community, they a bunch of key members, they got together and made this thing for me to, to watch. It was for my birthday, which was last month. I'm 32, by the way. May 31st was my birthday, and I turned 32. So I'm an old man now. Can you imagine I'm still doing this? I'm in my 40s. Making Arby and the Chiefs still. I got eight years left. Or it's already cringy, really. I should have fucking grown up by now. Should have had a family and kids. But nope. Still a loser. But you know what? I'm, I'm not... Uh, that's okay. But when I'm still doing Arby and the Chief when I'm 40 years old, that might be a new level of sad that's hard to ignore. I don't know. I'll be like balding and shit. Gray hairs. 
<laughs> hey, check out my new RB and the Chief episode. Oh my god, I don't want to think about it. It's too depressing. Whatever, I can't stop aging. I have fun making those. They're funny. Whatever. Whatever. And then uh, I'll play my new episode. I made a new bite episode, 20 minutes about that. It's got some outtakes too. It's called Soy Boy. Chief comes down with a uh, fatal illness after touching the Nintendo Switch. So I'll show you guys that. Hope you enjoy it. And then, uh, depending on how I'm feeling after that, I'm thinking I'll do um, a commentary on Arby and the Chief Season 1. And then every time I do a, a new stream, I'll do like a new commentary. Because now that I've re-uploaded all my shows, I want to redo all my commentaries. Because the old ones are like really old. And I just want to like, with all the new uploads, I want to go over each new upload individually and do a commentary on it. So I'll rebuild all my commentaries from season one all the way to season seven. I don't think I've ever done a season seven commentary. So we'll go over all the seasons one at a time and we'll do season one today at least well th after the premiere we'll see how i feel and uh because even today i was just like oh my god i don't know if i feel up to this but uh, you know people were tweeting at me saying come on dude just fucking just stream something we want to see you and um my stomach's been in knots you know just with like what's okay to talk about and what isn't and YouTubers being fucking demonetized and deplatformed and I just think with some of the shit that I've said and <laughs> you know past podcasts I said something stupid or you know even just in my episodes where I I use the F word and the R word and all the heated gamer words and it's hard to tell what's you know what YouTube constitutes what how youtube defines hate speech exactly whether it's just the words or whether context plays a role at all hopefully it does because that is important especially in my case but i don't know my days could be numbered on youtube really you know could just be a matter of time before i piss off the wrong person and then they go they go to youtube and say hey this guy shouldn't be online he's saying these naughty words and then I won't have my I won't have my channel or I'll just be demonetized and I don't know I'll have to seek other employment or look at it into different platforms I'm looking into viable um, YouTube alternatives I've heard of a few already that's something I meant to ask you guys is if um, if one of you in the know who knows about viable YouTube alternatives I've heard of a few like BitChute D Live Library. Um, what's another one? Br Brighteon, something like that. And um, but uh, I've heard some of those aren't safe because yeah, you know, I, I saw that coming. You know, it's like YouTube's having this pressure applied to it to you know ban or demonetize certain people. Uh, sometimes. It's warranted, sometimes, maybe not. 
and uh, it's just whatever is the most popular platform, the, pl the pressure is, that same pressure is then going to be applied to the new platform, right? So it's not just exclusive to YouTube, it's because YouTube is the, the top dog right now, right? So if all of a sudden all the all the fucking viewers and content creators migrated over to a a new an alternative and then that became the big thing, then that would be the new YouTube basically with the same fucking problems. <laughs> you know. I suppose it depends on how it's built from the ground up, like whether it's it's built in such a way that it prevents that kind of like the the the, the power of it isn't centralized you know where it's if you have like a single point of like you know if you, i don't know i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about you know what i mean right i just i insist on using these fucking naughty words in my show and then if i if i don't it feels like you know i'm just being dishonest when comparing what I'm doing now to what I used to do. And, you know, back then it was okay. And now if I don't stay edgy, then it's like it's not the same show anymore and I'm not being true to myself. And I'm not being true in the reflection of, like, gaming culture, which is always what I've been making fun of. But anyway, I know I've talked about this before and I feel like a fucking broken record and I'm sure there's people in the chat who are just like, we've talked about this before, John. How many fucking times are you going to go over the same fucking thing? And God, I just, I came into this stream thinking, God, I'm not going to piss everyone off today. I'm trying to, I want to make as many people happy as possible, but I'm probably boring a bunch of people. I don't know. Let's just, let's move on and we'll, let's go to, let's just, um, I'm just going to go right into some the super chats that we have right now because I don't really know where to go like just you know of my own accord I don't know what the first thing to talk about is so and there's already a few super chats so maybe we'll find a diving board so to speak from one of those chats and then maybe we can talk about something hopefully it's not too divisive or yeah I've just I've been so worked up and that's that's why I don't I didn't want to do, I mean, I've, I've, I've felt like doing it today more so than I ever have this whole past month. I mean, this has been a real downer month for me. And I was just like, God, I do not want to do this. I know people want to see me on camera, but I just, I cannot bring myself to do it because I don't know what I'm thinking and feeling. I don't know. I, I'm afraid of saying something fucking stupid because everybody's getting canceled left, <laughs> left and right. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, dude. Let's just go into some chats and then see where we go from there. And then once we finish the chats and we decide maybe we don't want to go into any particular subject, maybe we just want to keep things fun and light, then we'll just move on to, like, um, the fan content stuff. Like, we'll maybe we'll just jump right into my game and then maybe that'll help me loosen up a little bit, you know, and then maybe after that we can kind of go back and talk about some material. I don't know, okay? I don't know. I'm just sort of winging it, you know, I'm just, <laughs> just stream of consciousness, just wherever my, what, I don't know, I'm just not paying much attention to what comes out of my mouth. I'm trying my best, because, ah, fuck. This is how my brain works, okay? I'm sorry if this is cringy to watch. You don't have to. Just kidding. 
You have to stay here and watch this. Don't you dare go in. If you even think about clicking that X button on your browser, I'm going to. I'm going to kill you to death until you're dead. <laughs> Forever. All right, what's our next one? Kirkland Signature. What a surprise. It's good to hear from you again, man. For 199 says, Flick has wet starfish poke with jazz voice actor. What the fuck does that even mean? Flick has wet starfish poke with jazz voice. Is that even English? <laughs> Where are you from again, Kirkland? Is it Earth? Are you from a fucking alien planet? I mean, they're English words. It's just the 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 order that they're in is in no language that I recognize. No earthly language anyway. But thanks, Kirkland. I don't know what that means. Probably something to do with uh with a Discord production, right? Stephen Vargas for $2 says, thoughts on Last of Us. Oh, my God. Well, I'm already in. I'm in. I recognize that I'm in fucking Internet jail from admitting that I when I first saw Game of Thrones season eight, I didn't mind it. When I saw Last of Us in theater, I didn't mind it. I played Last of Us, Two, and I thought it was great. All these opinions, as we all know, well, I know now are illegal. So I have just been playing my harmonica on internet jail this whole time. Reflecting on my sins. Saying to myself, how could I like those things? What's wrong with me? Where did I go wrong? Where did I get the nerve to admit my honest feelings on a piece of media that, <laughs> that I ingested? Why couldn't I have just gone along with the crowd? Like a sheep. Uh, uh, yeah, Last of Us 2 is, uh, it's lame. Yeah, it's super lame. Am I cool yet? Sharing one of those stupid memes that's the screenshot of that Asian kid, Lev, getting punched in the face by one of the rattlers into the garage door, as if that's a joke. How's that a joke? It's just a tracing over a screenshot from the game. I guess the joke is, haha, get it? Because it's Last of Us 2 and that game sucks. Get it? Get it? Oh, wow, I get it. Yeah, what what a fucking clever joke. That's fucking comedy dynamite right there. Anyway. I don't know if you guys saw me on the... Um, that podcast. EFAP. I was on EFAP last week and I had a great time on there great great bunch of people to talk to I was really impressed with their audience and uh and it's during a time where I I really needed a like a boost because my mood had just crashed that was a really nice um that re that made me feel a lot better being in that kind of company and um we talked about some really interesting things. I think I bored a few people. I was talking about... Because I, I was invited to talk about my show, right? And so I was just like, okay, that's what I'll do. And then um, I went on the podcast and I just went through my show season by season and talked about the production and what I went through with Machinima. And I thought that was the way to do it, you know, because... Because I knew going in that EFAP is a very long form 
podcasts. Those guys go hard. You know, they go for hours and hours and hours. They have like 10-hour episodes, right? And so I was just like, I want to... I want to... Like, I was willing to go as long as they wanted to, right? I was prepared for that. I was like, this might be... This might last a while, and that's cool with me. And then I was just like, well, I might as well just talk in detail. If that's how long we're probably going to be doing this, I might as well just go into detail about just season by season what I, what was going through my head and what it was like working with machinima and stuff because that's that'll be plenty you know to fill in all those hours and so but I think I bored a bunch of people I was you know retrospectively looking at the live chat because I didn't want to look at it at the time because that would just derail me you know so I just I had it minimized and I just talked and and then, but then I la- I watched the live chat later on, and then there were people who were like so bored, cause like not every I got carried away. I tweeted about it, and I was like I bored a lot of people, but it wasn't a lot of people. It was a minority of people, and I got I blew it out of proportion in my head. And um, but that's that's what happens, you know. I see shit like that, and I just inflate it in my head, and I sh- I shouldn't. But anyway, the, there. It was, there was a few people who were, like, pissed off. I think they were, like, regular EFAP viewers. And they just weren't used to that kind of format. Because I think what they're looking for from EFAP is, like, going over videos. I mean, it's called EFAP, right? Every frame of pause. So it's, it's it revolves around critical frame-by-frame analysis of something. That's the implication. So I think a lot of times they look at YouTube videos frame-by-frame and they kind of just analyze something. But in my case, there wasn't any videos. It was just they were talking to me about my production process and my writing process. I tried my best to make it interesting, but of course you're not going to please everybody. And there were some people who were just like, God, this guy is boring me to tears. And they were like constantly seeking validation in the chat. It's just like, right? Right, guys? This guy's boring, right? This is fucking boring? A few people were like, yeah, yeah, I agree. And I was like, uh, I think, uh, I think I did okay you know, boring a few people aside. I did my best. I did what I was asked to, you know. I was invited to talk about the show, and that's what I did. I don't want to make every one of my podcast guest appearances about me just... Because it does... I get how it sounds, like, pretentious. Where it's just like... Oh, wow, you're... Tell me, John, how your show about toys swearing is so fucking profound and deep let let's hear it and um i don't see it that way it's just like it's something i spent like a decade of my life on so i can't help but talk about it in a very detailed way that that you know it's it's meaningful to me you know it's a it's a big part it's a big chunk of my life so i can't help but kind of talk about it with some gravity i guess i don't know but i people just took it in a in a pretentious way where i was just like yeah i'm such a big deal and my show is such a big deal and my show about toys is actually very intellectually profound you actually have to have a pretty high iq to understand arby and the chief to be fair (laughs) stupid but I did it, and I had a lot of fun, so whatever. 
and they're you know any, anybody's free to tune out at any time you know it's like people are right in the chat like oh i'm so bored and then it's like they stay there for hours typing the same shit it's like you know you can leave at any time but they want to just stand there and complain whatever whatever man i thought i did okay um my voice kind of sounds monotonous but you know that's that's just how i talk I and i don't want to inject it with any kind of artificial way of speaking where i'm just like like i'd rather talk like this how i'm talking now kind of flat instead of talking like this where I like that keemstar thing like let's get right into the news that fucking inflection shit i don't want to talk like that either i don't want to artificially inject enthusiasm when this is just just how i talk you know Sorry if you don't like my natural speaking voice. Uh, people are bored in the chat already. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What can I do? We'll move on to another. We'll move on to an, a new a new chat, a new a new super chat. Hang on. Um, I had a page for this. Um. Oh yeah, I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even answer the question. <laughs> It was about thoughts on Last of Us, and uh, you know what? I'm going to save my my thoughts for a video, because I'm making this video game review show. Believe it or not, I'm still working on it. Well, the reason I had, hadn't had done it, uh, I haven't recorded any episodes yet. I mean, I did, like, the, I did, like, graphics for it. I did a whole intro segment for it. I'm really proud of that. I put, I put it on Twitter. Um... But I haven't recorded any footage for my new game show because, um, well, my I had ISP issues for, like, almost a whole month. And then they got fixed. But then all the shit started happening and my mood just fucking crashed and I didn't want to be, I didn't want to go live on camera. I just wasn't ready for it. Because, you know, I just, I needed time to, like, kind of absorb everything that was happening and then just look at it from as many angles as I could and, because if I went on camera too early, the likelihood that I would say something stupid and insensitive, I think, was pretty high. But, you know, I just, I, 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 I didn't feel, I didn't feel ready to do it, okay? Sue me. <laughs> um, but now, I've, today's, I'm feeling better. Not 100%, but better anyway. But anyway, uh. I want to save the bulk of my thoughts on The Last of Us for an actual video, you know? Because, like, you know, I, I said I was in internet jail for liking Game of Thrones Season 8 and The Last Jedi. But in the case of Game of Thrones Season 8 and Last and uh, Last Jedi, I've heard plenty of criticism that is, that is perfectly valid, you know? And so I was, I'm hearing that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, right, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess that season does kind of suck or that movie does kind of suck, you know. Because, like, when I was f when I watched Last Jedi in theater and I was watching Game of Thrones, I was, I don't want, I don't think I'm stupid, okay? I'm sure there's a bunch of people in the chat who will disagree with me. Like, no, John, if you like those things, you are very stupid and you deserve to be in internet jail. You deserve to rot. I don't think I'm stupid. 
but I am slow to process things. And I do when a lot of the time when I'm watching like movies and TV shows, like I'll, I'll turn off the critical thinking part of my brain and just kind of enjoy it on a surface level. And I'll walk away smiling going, Hey, that was, that was cool. I love the music, the visual effects, but I, I won't, analyze the writing and like the character logic closely enough and then a bunch of people will point out like hey that's dumb for thinking that's cool and you are you're bad (laughs) and you should feel bad (laughs) and i'm just like oh yeah okay fine because i'm not saying my opinions are fucking objective truth you know i'm just saying like i walked away with a smile on my face i thought it was enjoyable and but then I'm hearing all this criticism, and I'm like, that's perfectly acceptable. You're right. But uh, The Last of Us Part Two, I think, is different. I'm hearing a bunch of criticism that is just fucking either stupid or non-existent. Like, the memes are one thing. Where, like, the, the thing with uh, Lev being punched in the face into the garage door, and people are tracing over that, and that's like a meme. That's like a meme template. It's like, trace over this image with your own wacky, funny thing in MS Paint. And it's like, how is that a... What's the joke? I don't get what the joke is. What is being made? Is it something in the image? Somebody said in the chat that it's because Lev is trans. I'm just like, how is... Why is that a joke? I don't get it. I'm sorry. I'm not in on the... I'm not in on a... On the super epic joke, you guys. But it's just kind of going over my head. And a bunch of the Last of Us 2 memes are also rooted in the idea that Abby is trans and she's not trans. That's just flat out inaccurate. So I'm not sure what the... Like, if she was trans, I would kind of get the joke. But it's like, it's that's not even the case. I mean, she's a heterosexual bodybuilder. And that's not a that's a conceivable character to me like that's not that's not so outlandish that i can't accept that that's a possibility you know what i mean like i just i don't get it as some of the memes are funny but um like what what a subset of the memes is just about this like modern trend in video games to have a main character who's like super you know they're like there's it's just like sad like a bunch of things are like misery porn and uh you know and like all these triple a video games that are narrative based are like grounded in realism probably to a fault where the gameplay is neglected and and it's true last of us 2 gameplay wise is nothing revolutionary i mean the the ai is nothing special um like that and it was marketed as this big thing where it's like the the people know each other's names and the dogs whine when their owner is killed and shit like that and i'm just like that is that stuff is there in the game and i'm just like yeah that's that's kind of cool but it's nothing that mind-blowing the ai still kind of sucks like there's been plenty of instances where it's like i'll kill a guy and then the guy right next to him will like see will be like standing next to him see the corpse and then not react I don't know whether that's some kind of zoning logic error where or maybe there's like some kind of invisible wall that's like breaking the line of sight that I can't see but it kind of plays a role in how the AI interacts with one another and I'm yeah there I mean there's just there's 
problems with it. It's not a perfect game, okay? I get it. But to give it anything like less than a six or a seven is just laughably uncharitable to me. I'm just like, how the fuck do you come to that score? I mean, I get that you don't like the story, but that's just cartoonishly fucking uncharitable. I just, I don't agree with that. You know, I get that the story is divisive, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad story. I actually like the story. Sorry. I temporarily came out of my internet jail cell to tell people, yes, I actually quite liked Last of Us 2's story. Don't worry, I'll go right back into my cell after this. How could you, John? Jump on the bandwagon with us. No. Fuck you. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Fuck you. You know what the lamest thing... You might think I'm lame for, like, not thinking critically about the media I'm ingesting, but um, I think the lamer thing is to be dishonest with my initial impressions on something. And uh, when I beat The Last of Us Part 2, I was just like, I was, I was really impressed. It made me feel things that I didn't think I would feel. And, you know, it's like, so rarely do v movies and video games make me feel anything, you know. So for that game to, like, make me feel the way it did, I was really blown away by that. And, you know, it's got... It's not perfectly executed. It's not a perfect game. The story has flaws. The gameplay has flaws. But it's not a fucking 4 out of 10. Get the fuck out of here. Sorry. There's enough there in the game. Like talent and fucking things that are actually well done. That I'm just like 4 out of 10 is stupid as fuck. Sorry. You can disagree with me. That's fine. I don't expect anyone to. I don't care. I'm just being honest about how I felt about it. Whatever. Anyway, um, so I want to do a whole video on that because I think I can make an, a case as to why that game is not the fucking cancer and AIDS ridden piece of shit that people seem to think it is. They'll be like, the, the pacing's off and the writing's sloppy while giving zero fucking examples. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean by that? Like, I don't think you know what pacing is. What do you mean sloppy writing? There's a few... I can think of one or two examples where that could be a justifiable thing to think, but, like, I'm not seeing examples from these people either. They'll just say the writing was sloppy and that's it. And it's like, God, whenever I voice an opinion like that, I'll always accompany it with, like, a, a, a like some supporting evidence. Like, I think this... Here's why I think that. And so rarely do I see that. It's just like knee-jerk reactions. Like, I didn't like it. It's lame. It's lame. And if you if you like it, you're wrong. Fuck you, bye. That's, uh... So I think the whole... I think the hatred for it is stupid. People can not like it, but it's just like... I'm seeing all these unfair scores and just like this... Just... It's like this. It's like ah, oh, fucking hell! It's like a family member of theirs just came down with something terminal. That's the same kind of like hatred they're showing for this game, and I'm just like, that's maybe that's taken a little bit too far. I don't know. Anyway, that's my thoughts on The Last of Us. I don't want to go too much into it. I want to make a video about it. So there you go. Okay, 
Don't worry, I'll go back to, into my prison cell after this stream. I let myself out occasionally. Or just, just for this stream. I'll go back in. Under my rock. Um, Alright, where were we with these things? Solar, Solar for two pounds says, Give us the gamer takes, John. The gamer takes? What does that mean? Does that mean my my takes on political things while using heated gamer words? I don't really want to. No. I mean, if you if you had mentioned something specific, I might have talked briefly about it. But you're you're leaving it too too vague. There's so many things to to talk about. Maybe a bit later in the stream when I feel a bit more comfortable, or maybe not. I don't know yet. We'll see. But thank you, Solar. Appreciate it. I am BLT. Bacon, lettuce, tomato. Is that what that stands for? Sorry if you answered this already, but do you still have that Afro wig? Oh, yeah, that's the one I wore with uh, that character. What's it called? Scott, Scott Loveheart. <laughs> the guy who like chain smokes cigarettes and jerks off it's pretty much me <laughs> it's not even a character it's pretty much john graham right there um the afro yeah i've got it somewhere but it's filled with like dirt and it's probably a spider's nest by now Sp spooky bugs in there i don't want to put that on my head i don't know where it is i can't remember I don't think it's in my storage, in the closet where all the storage stuff is. It's not in my studio. It probably is in my storage somewhere in a box. I just can't remember. Yeah. It's probably too filth. I need to, like, give it a good wash before I put that fucking thing <laughs> back on my head. <clears throat> Thanks, uh, IMBLT. BL, that's an, that's an L, isn't it? You are bacon, lettuce, tomato. <laughs> Great usernames, you guys. Kirkland Signature for one ninety nine says, "Watch oneself, butt boy." Butt boy. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There's still we haven't finished that season or series, have we? There was episode. What was the last one we watched? And how many are there? I can't fucking remember. We're on we're on episode seven or something, and there's like <laughs> there's like twenty. <laughs> I can't remember. Someone will point it out in the chat. Whatever the last one was that we watched. Episode... F we're only four episodes in? I thought we watched more than that. Anyway, that the last couple of episodes were fucking hilarious. Episode six? Next one to watch is episode five. <laughs> it's all over the place. You gotta decide on a number. Come on. Come on now. Um... Episode five, six, something like that. I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Six. Episode six is what we're on, I think. Um, yeah, that those last couple episodes that we watched were really fucking funny. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to keep watching those. Afflicts life. The user in the chat. You are the one who made that, right? I'm not trying to like. 
put you on the spot or embarrass you. I'm just like I'm saying your show is funny as fuck and I think it's okay, cool. Right. I recognize your username. I thought it was you. That's uh dude, it's it's hilarious. I wasn't sure in the beginning. I'll I'll say that much, but like it it's grown on me. I like it. It's it's really funny. So I don't it's it's funny cuz like if you when you cross that line of like trying to make something that's really bad on purpose, then you risk making it way less funny, I think. The funniest stuff in my experience has been like the so bad it's good stuff where the people who are making it think they're making something good and it's just a, a train wreck. It's not what it's not what it it didn't turn out the way they wanted. And there's something about that misalignment between what they aimed to do and how it turned out that's really funny to me. And that's not me laughing at the creator, too. I mean, I, in any cases like that, I'm always super appreciative of, of like, hey, you tried, you messed up, but you know what? You made something really fucking funny, and I really enjoyed the time I spent watching that. And, like, props to that person, you know? Like, I have a lot of respect for anybody who makes me laugh especially that hard like la the what what's it called um oh my god i'm drawing a blank already oneself yeah anybody who makes me laugh that fucking hard i don't care how bad a production it is or how flawed it is i mean props to you so thank you for that anyway um oneself yeah sure we'll uh we'll see how we feel towards the end of the stream and then maybe we'll watch one of those um, thanks Kirkland. Jojo 97 says, John, I'm making some grilled cheese. You want one? Oh my God. That sounds great. <laughs> I would unironically love a grilled cheese sandwich right now. I just had chili about an hour ago that I made. I did a good job on it too, but a grilled cheese sandwich would have gone with that. Just, just lovely. So please, <laughs> please mail me a grilled cheese sandwich. If you don't mind, I would love one. Thank you for asking. Thanks, Jojo. Um, Celtic Horn says, Trey Parker made South Park and he's 50 years old. I think you're fine making Arby and the Chief at 32. Yeah, it's like... Them doing South Park seems a little more sophisticated because, like, they have a they have a buffer in terms of staff between like them, like they'll write stuff, right? And then they'll just instruct a team of people into like how to draw something or like how things should look. Here's the shots that we want. Here's how we want it edited. In my case, I, if I'm 40, I'm a 40 year old man. If I want to keep making Arby and the Chief Bites episodes, I still got to fucking get down flat on the floor with my camcorder. I got to fucking move toys around like this. Trey and Matt aren't doing that, but I'm, I'd am i still be doing that if I was making Arby and the Chief at 40 still. And there'd just be like a piece of my soul that died while I was doing that. You know what I mean? It's just like, God, you should have had a, <laughs> you should have had a family by now. But here you are filming this tripe moving fucking action figures around good job john way to way to make your life mean something 
but I know a bunch of people my age who, who are still aimless, you know. They don't know what to do with their lives. And I'm in, a, I'm in a better position than them. Even if what I'm doing is fucking stupid. I actually get satisfaction out of what I do. I don't care how old I am. You know, if I can make something that makes people laugh, I don't think I'll ultimately care how old I am. I mean, it'll be on my mind the older I get, you know, when I'm 40. I'll just be like, fuck, is this still the right thing to do? But at the end of the day, I think if people are still enjoying the content, it's just like, what else am I going to do? You know, just be a cog in a fucking, a forgotten cog in a machine that produces something that's that nobody's watching or nobody likes. Or can I just be independent, make stuff that I like, I know other people like, there's an audience for, and I can feel creatively fulfilled regardless of my age. And I think that's the better position to be in. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see eight years from now whether I'm suicidal or not. 40 years old. Hey, Bites episode 100's coming out, you guys. I don't know. I don't know, okay, you guys? Jojo97, again, for $2, says, Also, please talk about The Last Jedi of Us <laughs> Part 2. I already did. I went into enough detail on that. I don't want to go into, like... I'm going to make a video on that. I'm going to make a super game show episode. I'm not going to launch... That's not going to be my first episode of my game show because it's just... I feel like I'm going to get, like ratioed to all to fuck if I start off like my first episode with just like here's why Last of Us 2 is actually a good game you guys and I do think it's a good game you know but I want to start with something a little more like I don't know just with a more acceptable opinion I guess I'm not ashamed of my opinion on The Last of Us Part 2 but it's just like maybe maybe don't make that episode 1 you know what I mean Start off with something a little more safe. And then maybe episode two or three, I can make it about The Last of Us Part Two. Just be like, here's my case for why I think this is a good game. And if you don't like it, fine. Fine, I don't care. Just being honest. Just being honest, you guys. Anyway. Thanks, Jojo. I hope you stay tuned for that. I'll make a I'll make a video about it. If you're curious. I know I have some fans, too, who liked it, who think it's a good game, so I know I'm not fucking, I'm not completely insane. Uh, Kiro for $10 says, hey, John, that's great to hear, but if you've watched Frozen, if, if, is that if? Oh, no, Frozen 2, okay. Hey, John, that's great to hear, but if you've watched Frozen 2, you have to realize that Elsa is basically Jesus Christ. Not to mention the fact that we live in a society. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot that we live in a society, you guys. I forgot to put on, I forgot to put on my Joker makeup today. Whoops. Sorry about that. That's usually how I spend... Uh, that's how I've been spending this whole month. Every day I wake up, I put on my Joker makeup... And then I kind of stumble around in an emo fashion, kind of dramatically leaning against walls and doors, going, ah, we live in a society. 
Why, why, oh why do I have to live in a society? You think that's a productive use of my time? I think so. I do that dance in my bathroom like uh, like Joaquin did in the movie with the violin. <laughs> and as I'm putting my, my red lipstick on, I'm like, I'm like crying, wiping tears away from my face. And I do that thing. All the while saying to myself, we live in a society. <laughs> all right, all right. It's not funny anymore. Let's move on. Thanks, Kiro. Kirkland Signature says, me and Kiro Eiffel Towered Anna from Frozen with Nut. <laughs> What fucking planet are you on? Eiffel Tower. Is that a phallic metaphor? I guess so. Frozen with nut? I feel like there's a frozen yogurt metaphor in there as well as the obvious sexual one. Anyway, good job, you guys. <laughs> well done on that. Um, <clears throat> thanks, Kirkland. Brent Music says, for $5, says, Suh, John, have you seen Jordan Peterson's new podcast with his daughter? Also, Last of Us 2 is like a 9 out of 10, and anyone else's opinion is wrong. Thank you for not making me feel like a fucking lunatic. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I saw that podcast. Fuck me, man. He's had a rough year. I was wondering what, what, how he was doing, you know, because uh, I missed his tour of like, like I've I've been wanting a new video from him for a while. Just you know, whether it's an interview or him being on a podcast, I always really dug. Like almost every day, there'd be a new thing where he was inter being interviewed by somebody. I love that shit. And then the thing happened to him, and I heard he was in Russia. And I heard he was in a like a hospital in Russia going through some kind of he was on in a detox from uh, was by some uh, fucking hell. I can't remember. Benzodiazepine. It's like a extreme like antidepressant medication, I guess, that you're not supposed to go cold turkey on. And that's what he did. Anyway, um, I always suspected that. It wasn't actually a Russian hospital that he was actually secretly trapped in a gulag <laughs> for talking too much shit about communism in the USSR. Maybe they just had enough and they locked him away like Captain Price in Modern Warfare into a secret gulag. Jordan Peterson? Oh, he is in gulag. Whoops, did I say gulag? I meant amusement park with many fun rides and a roller coaster and merry-go-round. He is having good time. <laughs> Do not worry. Peterson is okay. But, uh, joking, obviously, making light of a serious thing that he went through, and holy fuck, he, he did not look like he had a good time. And um, But I'm happy to see him again, and uh, I, his daughter was there for him. It looks seems like his wife's okay, his family's doing okay, and he's recovering. 
even though he's got, I think, still got some mild symptoms from the medication he was on. And I think it looks like he's doing better, but he's still kind of emotionally wrecked by the whole ordeal. And I feel I feel bad for him. But um, I hope he I hope he makes a full recovery and I want to see him. I hope he goes on Rogan again or or something, you know. I'm a big fan of that guy's work. He's cool as fuck. Anyway, thank you, Brent Music. Uh, oh, yeah, and Last of Us 2, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that it's... Uh, I'm wondering if what the personal score I would get. I would give it an 8 out of 10 at least, I think, Last of Us Part 2. I accept people giving it a 6, but I think anything less than that, it's just like, you are fucking kidding. Like, no. You, you are just like mad because it's not the story you wanted and you're just like it's a zero that's what I think it's like mm, no if you're giving it a zero or you're just as bad as the people giving it a ten so it's not a perfect game but it's pretty fucking well done I think anyway we talked about Last of Us let's move on thanks Brent Music I appreciate it man Chernobyl Pwn for two ninety nine says yay you're back. I agree. Yay. I hope people are enjoying the stream so far. Please enjoy it. Please don't be bored. If you're bored, I hate you. And I'm going to beat you up. River727 for five bucks says, I like, I like the rise of Skywalker, but I think JJ was screwed no matter what because of The Last Jedi's reception. Can't believe JJ's drafts for eight and nine were discarded. You know, uh, I I would need I need to watch Lo the Last Jedi again, cause I'm sure the criticism that I've heard is warranted. Like, I know there's probably a bunch of logistical problems in it. Like, or I and I know looking back on it, like retrospectively, there's a few things that were just weird or clumsily handled. Like, I, I thought the fight with Captain Phasma was fucking short and anticlimactic and stupid. I just, I thought that character Captain Phasma is fucking stupid and shouldn't even have been introduced. And there was that weird Princess Leia thing where she's, like, out in space and she does that. What the fuck does she do? She, like, it looks so weird because she's, like, really stiff and she's holding her arm out like this. It's almost like a Monty Python sketch. Where it's like somebody just takes a still image of her and just kind of cuts around it with the freeform selection tool and just kind of like wheels it around. It was kind of like that with Princess Leia where she kind of just tilts and pushes the ship or something. Or she does some kind of light speed. Does she like launch through a ship and blow it up or something at light speed? Or does she make another ship collide with another ship to make it blow up? There's some weird thing that Princess Leia does out in space, and it just looks really funny. Um, I can't remember what what happens. The it does no, it's not just a gif. It's like it's it does look fucking weird in the movie. I I remember that looking back on it, that stood out to me. I was like, that looks really fucking peculiar. I gotta watch the whole movie again though. But. More recently, obviously, because it came out more recently, I watched The Rise of Skywalker, and that movie pissed me off. Like, 
there was no ambiguity about it. It was like I remember when I first watched Last Jedi, I walked out of the theater going, I thought that was okay. And then in retrospect, it's like people were telling me like, no, it doesn't work because this and this and this. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. But Rise of Skywalker, I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, I was angry by like none of the scenes felt like they had room to breathe. All the character performances seemed unnatural. J.J. Abrams has this thing with his he, he has this directorial approach where he needs to like get his camera out of the equation. Like I feel like his uh, when he gives his actors instruction, the camera plays too much of a role when the camera should just get out from between the actors and just he sh- I, he should record character moments much more traditionally than he is. I think like when he's rehearsing scenes with his actors, he's going like, okay, Ray, uh, you're arguing with this guy about this thing. And, but I want your dialogue to sound like, like uh, I want it to be like an unnaturally snappy pace. And it just sounds artificial and overly rehearsed. And then while you're saying those things, the camera is going to be in between you guys and it's going to be looking at you, Ray. And but then the camera is going to swing around to you, Poe, or whoever she's talking to. And then the camera is going to move around like this. And then uh, Poe, you're going to you're going to walk around and you're going to walk past the camera over here. And then like I feel like all the direction is like factoring in where the camera is placed and it's just getting in the way of their performances. I feel like that happens a lot in a lot of the scenes in a J.J. Abrams movie. I'm just like, get the camera out of there. Just, like, still film it, obviously. But just don't do all this, like, cameras rotating around the character thing constantly. Because that just... When you have the actors on set and they're trying to, like, ground their performance in realism, it's kind of hard to treat it like it's a real character moment when you've got all this distracting technology around you. When it's just... It can be much more simply and believably executed when you just let the camera hang back and then just let Ray and whoever she's talking to focus on each other and just play the scene as real as possible. And There's too many banter moments where, God, there's, I don't know if it was Rise of Skywalker. I think it's The Force Awakens. There's a scene with like, um, what's his name? John Boyega and Daisy Ridley they're they're on the Millennium Falcon and they they kind of walk around each other in a circle like this and while they're doing that they're like they have this excited banter where they're talking about like I can't believe you did that thing that was so cool and then John Boyega would be like me what about that thing you did that was so great and then it's like back and forth like that and it doesn't feel like a real character moment it feels like this is just a rehearsed upbeat kind of stiff uh, it's too artificial and I'm watching that scene and scenes like it and I'm going I don't believe what's happening here I don't believe this interaction that doesn't sound like how people actually talk to each other and uh, JJ does that a lot I think and there's di- there's so many scenes in the rise of si- Skywalker that are s- they have no room to breathe the dialogue is too stiff it's too snappy and uh 
there's I know people think I'm fucking stupid for liking the last Jedi, but I'm not I'm not fucking stupid. I'm pr- I promise, okay? There's beats in the Rise of Skywalker that I thought for re- were ridiculous. Namely that one beat where Oh my god, she has that knife and she sees the Death Star in the ocean and it has that Goonies moment. Literally it's from the Goonies where she pulls it wasn't even set up earlier in the movie. She pulls this thing out of the hilt in the knife. And then she holds it up to the horizon. And she sees like the outline of the crashed Death Star in this thing that she just pulled out of the knife. Like literally it was never set up before. And I'm just like, that is so fucking dumb. I had my head on my, my hands on my head. Like, I'm just like, really? They're doing that? Because what they're doing there is they're relying on my nostalgia for the movie The Goonies to, like, ignore the stupidity of that plot beat. Where it's like, you didn't even set this up. Like, if you to have it in the movie is one thing, but to not even set it up in a previous scene where, you know, Ray, for example, pulls the thing out of the hilt and she's just like, what's, what's this? I don't get it. And then just kind of puts it back, doesn't think much of it. And then later on, it's like, oh, maybe there's a utility in this thing. That would have been something. Instead, in that one scene, she's just like, oh, this thing comes out of the knife. And whoa, coincidentally, it looks just like the crashed Death Star. As if it was this was all part of Destiny, where the, the Death Star would crash into the ocean in this exact orientation where it would fit the outline in the knife. <laughs> that was so dumb. The only thing I liked about The Rise of Skywalker was at the end, where she, like... What does she do? She buries something. She buries the lightsaber, I think. She's on Tatooine. It's meant to, like, mirror, like, Luke being on Tatooine at the beginning of A New Hope. And she buries the lightsaber, and she sees the Force ghosts, I think. But none of that, that's not the point. The point is that she, she names, she considers herself, vocally, a member of the Skywalker family. And this, the Force ghosts, I think, kind of look, give a look of approval, as in, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're a part of our family, and I like that idea of choosing the family that you belong to, rather than like, oh, you were born a Palpatine, so therefore you must be evil. I like the message of that, where it's, it's like, despite being born as an ancestor of Pal- Palpatine you can make the choice to be a good person and you can like it's it's kind of like somebody who's adopted and it's like your adopted parents who raised you are your real family not not the biological parents who might have been abusive to you it's like even though there's a blood tie there it's like your real family are the people who in your life who care about you that that kind of idea i felt like that was the message at the end of the rise of skywalker and i kind of liked that but I wish they had done more with that, you know? Because other than that, there was so much fucking stupidity in that movie. Like that huge fleet of starships that came out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm just like, who built those? Like they were on the planet evil or wherever the fuck Palpatine was. Like the with the thunder and lightning and the strobe lights and everything. Like, So I guess Palp- Palpatine just hangs out on this fucking evil planet full, with, full of lightning and smoke. <laughs> he just sits there all day. And I don't think he built the spaceships. I don't think he has the time or the 
the strength to do something like that, but I don't fucking, there's just so, there's a lot of stupid shit in that movie, and I, it was very hard to follow. And maybe that wasn't exactly the problem. It was just like none of the scenes had room to breathe. That was the biggest thing. And there was a bunch of plot beats that either didn't make sense or they weren't set up properly. And it was an assault on the senses. You know, it's just like there's too much going on. The editing it's, editing is too quick. Even from the very first scene in the movie, it's like it's it's cut together way too fast. The movie is just bombarding you with visual effects and sound effects in the hopes that you'll kind of just forget that the plot makes no fucking sense. So, like, I'm very foggy on The Last Jedi. I can't remember what even the plot of that movie was. I need to watch it again. But I just remember my initial reaction to The Last Jedi wasn't nearly as bad as my initial, initial reaction to The Rise of Skywalker. Whether one movie is ultimately worse than another, I'm not sure. I need to watch. I don't. I don't want to watch the Rise of Skywalker again, but because it was, it actually physically annoyed me. <laughs> I was just like, I tensed up how like annoyed I was by that movie. But Last Jedi, I think I could watch that again and then you know make a decision. Like, did I like that? Is there? Is it stupid? I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna watch Last Jedi again and see how I feel about it. Maybe my initial instinct was wrong. I wasn't thinking too much about it while I was watching it. Anyway. All right, there you, that's my thoughts on um, Star Wars. There you go. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, where were we? Thank you, River727. I appreciate it, man. Cat Squirrel 1337 says, what do you think of everything being racist now? Oh, boy. Well, we're getting into it now, aren't we? I don't want to get too much into this, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking about what it is I want to say on this. Um, I, don't think every, I don't think everyone and everything is racist. I think people are getting carried away with that on a broad level, you know people are finding racism in absolutely everything. I think a big a lot of the blame can be lent to um I don't know if you heard of this woman called Robin D'Angelo. She wrote this book called White Fragility and something and something. It's got some subtitle. It's like a it's like a number one I think it's a New York Times bestseller right now. And um it's a very, uh, I haven't read the book, but uh, a good friend of mine has read the book. And I've listened to Robin D'Angelo speak. And she seems very, like, convinced uh, that, she seems to think that, basically, if, if you're white, basically, and you don't think you're racist... You actually are racist and you're part of the problem and you're likely unconsciously supporting white supremacy. And um, I have a real problem with the amount of things that are, being, that are being associated with white supremacy. It feels like it's getting into Looney Tunes territory now where everything is racism and white supremacy. And um, I think the biggest immediately observable problem I can see with Robin D'Angelo and her, the way she speaks and excerpts that I've seen of her writing is that she 
what was I gonna say? Oh fuck, I draw I drew a complete blank there. Um what the fuck was I gonna say? Oh yeah, she uh she is she is quite literally anti individualist. She like she's completely on board with that group politics thing where you you are your identity and nothing else, right? So if if you're a white guy, you are you are that group. You are all white people. You are a voice box of just that group. Black guy, same thing. Whatever race you are, you just you are a member of your race and you are not an individual. That seems to be what her literally what her position is is that there's no such thing as an in individual. And I'm just totally not on board with that. I'm sorry if that's a divisive opinion. I don't know who I'm talking to here. Like, well, I mean, I, I know you guys are cool, but it's hard to it's hard to say what each of your political beliefs are, obviously. And this white fragility thing is a very popular doctrine right now. And it's not my aim to make anyone feel weird or like bad for like thinking something is cool or not like believe what you want to believe right i'm just saying this is my podcast you're tuning into me i'm looking at what that woman is saying and writing and it really goes against my fundamental beliefs of like people are individuals they have individual agency and um i don't i don't like her stance i don't respect it you know i respect her right to speak like, if she wants to go on a stage and say all that, if she wants to write a book about that stuff, she has every right to, man. That's cool. But, like, I, I feel really weird about the popularity that thing is gaining. And uh, I, just, I just don't think it's right. You know, I think the basic unit of, like, humanity is individuals, you know. And to look at, to look at us as nothing more than groups that are segregated by racial attributes I think it's just the wrong way to live and um, yeah I think I think she's in large part I mean it's not all her obviously it's also like world events the George Floyd thing obviously which was horrifying right um, there's a lot of there's a bunch of factors uh, going into like why Everyone is kind of pinning racism on absolutely everything, and um, there is there there is racism in the world. Of course, there is, you know. And um, I'm all for police reform and all that, and weeding out cops who are actually racist and stuff. But I don't want to paint any kind of group with a broad brush, you know. I don't want to say all white people are this. All black people are this, all Hispanic people are this, all Asian people are this, or beyond race, just whatever group you belong to. It's like all cops are this, all cops are good, all cops are bad. I don't agree with any of either of those statements. I think I look at people on an individual basis. And I think people like Robin D'Angelo, they are directly counter to that. They are saying, No, you are not an individual. Individuals don't matter. All that all that matters is what you, group you belong to, and I just I think that's a fundamentally incorrect outlook on life. Anyway, I went into a little bit of the racism there, so if I offended you, I'm sorry, or I mean I'm not sorry for saying what I think, but like 
it's not my intention to upset anybody and that's just that's just my thoughts on the matter okay you don't have to tune into me anyway we can we can move on to a different thing cuz i really don't want to talk about this a lot um there you go um mike noy 01 says sup john how are you my man i'm doing good i mean t- today i'm doing better and as i'm doing this podcast i'm doing good and that's it's the same thing as before, right? That's happened before. Um, I'll f- I'll f- have this dread wash over me, and then I s- before I start podcasting, and then I'll start a stream, and then I feel better the more I do it. Like as as it as we go into it, and I'm feeling better just now. Um, but my mood just for this past month has been fucking awful, and. God, I was I I was get I got drunk a bunch of times. I was chain smoking cigars, and uh, <laughs> I tried playing video games, but like that didn't. It made me feel a little bit better, but not much. Um, but I'm I'm feeling a bit better now. You know what made me feel better of all things? I was watching Filthy Frank yesterday. I know he's not around anymore. But, like, my stomach was in knots about, like, the censorship online and on YouTube. People getting banned. I think recently there were 25,000 accounts that were banned on YouTube on the grounds of hate speech. And, you know, maybe those bans were justified, maybe not. But given the things that have been happening in, like, in terms of political correct politically correct culture and all that i can't help but question what their definition of hate speech is right because it's like what did they just say a bad word and but it was in a funny context but the context doesn't matter or were these actual like racist people that you were banning um i don't know but it just with all the censorship going on it made me kind of nervous and it made me feel like I was ambivalent about, like, because any joke that I've made in the past or, like, any bad word that I've said, I know that I've always, like, been really careful about all my usage of words, and I always make, I'm always very conscious of the context that I'm using bad words in, and I know there's certain words that I shouldn't say, but, you know, the taboo of it is part of the reason why I'm, I gravitate towards using that in a, in a satirical or humorous context, right? But then I'm looking back on this and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, am I, did I say something dumb either in a stream or maybe it was a joke that I wrote for an old episode, but maybe it was just clumsily worded and maybe I could have phrased it better, but maybe that'll get me in trouble later on and, and then my whole channel goes down because of something stupid that I said in the past. And I was just feeling, I was just a ball of anxiety, you know? And I was just like, fuck, I'm, my days are probably numbered online and I might have to move to a new platform or f- seek different... I might have to go into a different field entirely. Like, yeah, or, you know, maybe my employment in any kind of field will, will be endangered based of on what I might have said on the internet at some point. And um, in case it needs to be said, I'm sure it doesn't, but in case it needs to be said, I obviously don't hold any hate in my heart for anybody. Even 
definitely not for based on their immutable immutable characteristics but even for the choices that they make like i believe in the capacity for people to change if they made like a bad choice somewhere in their life you know what i mean and um i'm not against like the i'm not for the deplatforming cancel culture kind of thing um if i be, i believe in letting people giving people the wiggle room to be wrong about things and then you know they can change you know they can transform and better themselves like you have to let people be wrong about stuff and trip up now and then and i feel like people are just trying to like eliminate the possibility of ever anybody ever being wrong or tripping up about something and it's just the wrong way to you can't expect everyone to say the right thing all the time you know people human beings are a very imperfect species and they gotta they gotta like sometimes they gotta learn the hard way about why the way they think is wrong or whatever and um yeah i just i don't agree with all that that whole cancel culture thing and i was just and you know i didn't want to over inflate my own presence online because i was just like what i'm like i'm worried about getting canceled or whatever and it's just like you're maybe you're getting carried away with yourself john you know you're not the big deal that you think you are you know it's like the the world isn't paying attention to you as much as you might think and and that's true i don't have a huge subscriber count you know i don't have a lot of views and what i'm worried about is just like you piss off the wrong person and then they go to the higher ups at YouTube and then they're like, this guy is saying this thing and he shouldn't. And, and, uh, just, just a general anxiety and worry about saying or doing the wrong thing. Even if, even if it's just a flippant thing while I'm streaming, you know, if I just say something stupid, it's never my aim to like upset anybody. Or like, you know, I just, I just go by what's funny or what's on my mind or, I mean, if, if I say something that's on my mind, that does have the potential to offend, obviously, but it's like, um, um, and you know, maybe I am wrong in my opinion sometimes, but like people are free to call me out on it and, you know, I'll, I'm willing to change, you know, I'm willing to, I'm willing to incorporate new information and adjust my ideas, my position on things. I had a, I had a person message me recently. I'm not going to name the person. It's not my intention to put them on the spot or anything, but, um, they were watching Arby and the chief and they felt it was a non-binary person and they felt excluded by watching a particular episode. I think the joke, I wasn't, they didn't say what the joke was exactly that pissed them off, but it was like some, it was like general jokes about like gender that were, and it, they were in lines from either the tossers enforcement agents or, as I later found out, uh, the FBI guy that Arbiter is on the phone with in a particular episode. And um, they messaged me and I said, um, I'm hesitant to apologize for any jokes that I made because they are jokes. I'm not out to piss people off or inflame people. I'm just saying things that I think are funny. But can you tell me what the joke is exactly that that pissed you off? And then maybe once I know what the joke is, I can make a decision as to whether it was clumsily worded or not. And then 
you know, and then I'll, I'll see how I feel once I know what it was that set you off. And, um, the joke in particular was, uh, there's an episode where you remember the episode where chief is making halo, the movie, and he's working with Arbiter and a couple people he got off Craigslist. And one of the jokes is that all act, all people that you hire off Craigslist, Craigslist are pedophiles and Arbiter, I think it's Arbiter that says, no, that's not the case. Not everyone off Craigslist is a pedophile. And then it turns out one of the actors they're working with that they got off Craigslist is a raging pedophile who just like blatantly asks like, hey, do you know if there's any kids to have sex with? It's very just blunt. And uh, then Arbiter, um, he he's on the phone. He calls the FBI. He has to get put through to the cybercrime division. And then uh, the FBI guy kind of dismisses the the pedophile thing because it's on a video game. And he says the line, we've got real crimes like misgendering to deal with. So that was the line that upset this person. And I was thinking about that. And... I thought about it seriously. I was like, did I could I have worded that better to like get my point across clearer? Because their their problem is that they heard that line and they assumed that I was trivializing the feelings of non-binary people when they are misgendered and that's not that wasn't my intention. My intention when I wrote that line was that at that point misgendering was written into the Canadian Criminal Code and I think that was Bill C16. And part of the joke also as well is the fact that it's the FBI, right? And they have, again, not to diminish the feelings of being misgendered, but like because they are law enforcement on a federal level, they've got high profile crimes to deal with. And the idea that their top priority is misgendering, that was the joke to me. And the, that and the fact that it was being written into the, into the criminal code. Now, it's a, it's a nasty thing, obviously, if somebody is intentionally misgendered. Um, it's not a nice thing to do. But once you criminalize it, um, you then, people who do it unintentionally are at risk of being fined or going to prison, right? I mean, that's literally happening in the UK. I don't think anybody in Canada has gone to prison, but I think they have, they might have at least been fined. But there's definitely cases of people in the UK going to prison for things that they've like tweeted, which I think is a little crazy. Um, but I I messaged this person and I said I could have worded that better. That wasn't my the intent of the joke, but I understand why you extracted that from the joke. And the way they approached me, they were really nice about it. I don't think they were an SJW or virtue signaling or anything like that. They actually prefaced their comment with that. It's like, it's not my intention to come off as any of these things. And I messaged it back saying, I don't think you are any of these things. I think you're you're approaching me in a very genuine, nice way. And I think you heard that joke and you you did genuinely feel bad that you're trying to... You're watching this show with this, like not feeling comfortable in your own skin and then you you just want to f watch your favorite show in his words without f this feeling of being excluded you know going by the jokes that they're hearing and i said for that i'm sorry i didn't mean to f make you feel 
excluded when you're watching this. And it was a very pleasant exchange. They were just like, oh, man, that's so great to hear. And we got along great after that. And we messaged a little bit more back and forth. And, um, yeah. So, like, I was ap- I'm was, i apprehensive to apologizing for making a joke. But there are some cases where it's just like, I could have phrased that joke a little bit better, right? So my intent was a little more clear. And sometimes I can be a little clumsy, you know. And, you know, I don't. I don't have a writing team, you know. It's just me writing these scripts. I don't have people that I bounce ideas off of. So sometimes I'll, like, pitch a joke. Like, I, I've I've written jokes in the past that people don't agree with. Like, uh, on a less, uh, like, this isn't really about gender identity or anything really that serious. But there was an episode that I did about Mass Effect where I had Chief was, like, ripping on Mass Effect 3, the ending. Because, like, Mass Effect 3 it has these different, like, it had this rushed ending. I think it was EA's fault because they just wanted to rush the release of it. Whereas I think BioWare would have taken the time with it if they were given that time, but EA just didn't give it to them. And so they had this rushed ending where there were three different endings, and it boiled down. The only difference between all three of them was basically the color. <laughs> There was like the green ending, the red ending, and the blue ending, and Chief was ripping on it, and Arbiter was kind of defending the game, you know, uh, saying, you know, all this hard work went into it. That doesn't mean, like, or he was. I guess I need. I'd need to watch the episode again, but I think Arbiter was basically saying it's not a bad game, and uh, there was some merit to the way that it ended. Maybe that was his position. Again, I'd have to watch it again. But I think I, I pissed off a bunch of fans saying no. Because I think people hear Arbiter and then they assume like, oh, this is just, this is John's actual opinion. Chief is just like the foil. And whatever Arbiter is saying, that's what John thinks. And then it's like, oh, he's defending the ending to Mass Effect 3. Well, that sucks because the ending of that game was trash. And we shouldn't be saying that endings like that are good because you're basically saying it's okay for developers to like to do that in the future with their franchises you know that was like the 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 third game in a very highly reputed franchise and people really wanted this to be the perfect ending and it was rushed and then me giving it any praise at all i guess people saw that and they were like no you're like normalizing this like you know, ru- rushing art for the sake of meeting a release date. You're normalizing that act. You're saying that's okay for like EA to do that. And then I like that was an, another example where I looked back on it and I was just like, you know what? Maybe my position on that was like was flawed. I don't think Mass Effect Three was a bad game. It's just like the ending. Really, they didn't they didn't land. It didn't land in the end. You know. Like, they screwed up the ending. But I think that was EA's fault. But I didn't mean to, like, imply that what EA did to rush that release was okay. And I didn't want to set this standard of, like, this is what games should be doing. It's just, you know, rushing their endings in order to, you know, to satisfy EA's bottom line and get games out on a certain date when they could have used the additional time to make the story better. And that that was an example where it's just like, you know what, I could have thought about that more and f- written it, done a, jo- a better job writing it, you know. 
And my my point with all this is that people need to be left the room to be wrong about stuff, you know. And that's obviously I don't think I'm going to get any any trouble for that, obviously. But some of the gender stuff and because I realize it's a very sensitive issue, the whole, you know, whether it's, you know, gender or like trans or racism or whatever. Like these are all very hot issues, and sometimes I I dabble in them in my writing, and <laughs> I'm just trying to be funny with this stuff. That's my goal, really. It's just, uh, but sometimes people take the wrong thing away from it. But in the case of that guy that I described, I think it was valid in their case. Like it was reasonable that they would come to that conclusion. And that wasn't the conclusion that I wanted people to come to. And I could have phrased that. I could have written that joke better. Um, so, yeah. So that, yeah, that just, that, that worries me. Because I feel like where we're going culturally, it's like it's making no room for people making mistakes. That's how it feels to me anyway. I could be wrong about that. I could be blowing things out of proportion in my head. Um, but that, that was one of the reasons I was feeling kind of sick to my stomach and anxious about things in general. And, um, and, uh, to reiterate, if, if you're like, if you've ever like felt offended by something that I've written or whatever, it's, it's never my intention to, to like isolate people, make people feel weird about who they are or what they believe or whatever i want i want to see everybody get along and laughing you know what i mean and that's what i think so i know i'm, I'm probably preaching to the choir here i haven't looked at the chat but i'm kind of afraid of looking at the chat because i'm sure there's a bunch of people going like we know, John, we've talked about this. Fucking hell. Like, everybody's on your side here. You know? But, uh... That was something on my mind, and I'm being honest about it. And, you know, if I'm boring you or pissing you off, I'm, I'm sorry. But uh, you don't have to tune in. I'm just... that. I just... I wanted to... I wanted to talk about that. Because it was something that... I mean, you might not think much of it, but... That was a whole part of one of my days, you know? It's just interacting with that person and then i went out on my back porch for a smoke you know and i was just like thinking like was i in the was i right to write that the way i did or maybe it's just like everything's off or everything's on the table because it's just jokes like i should be able to write whatever joke i want maybe i'm just thinking about this too much or maybe that person was overreacting but were they is there merit to the way they were feeling and uh I don't know. It's it's tricky. These are questions that I think there's no, you know, definitive answers to. But if if I ever get my channel canceled or whatever one day, I hope it circulates. You know, clips of me saying things like this, where I'm just saying, "Look, I don't hate anybody. I'm not out to upset people. I just want to entertain and make people laugh." You know, and sometimes I miss the mark. Sometimes my jokes don't land, but it's all in the pursuit of comedy and entertainment, you know, and sometimes it's voicing my beliefs, but uh, 
I acknowledge that I can be wrong about things and I welcome people to challenge me, to send me emails about why they think I'm wrong about something or whatever, and I'll read it, I'll consider it. And uh, that's all I want to say about that. So I'm sorry if I rambled too long. Ah, oh, this is tough. <laughs> I feel so fucking like... I feel so like, uh, just... Insecure, I guess, and feeling like I'm just, you know, preaching to the choir and saying things over and over, but I appreciate you listening. Thank you for, uh, for tuning in, all the super chats, the support. I mean, the amount of support I get is just fucking amazing. And uh, I've lost count of the amount of times where I had a shitty morning and then I opened my email inbox up and I read somebody um, a message from somebody who's either a diehard fan or they're just like you know what I don't agree with you on everything but I really love your content dude and it's just like thank you for being you and just keep doing what you're doing that makes me so happy it makes me smile and it actually makes my day better so and I still haven't looked at the chat because I'm afraid of what it's going to say. I feel like there's like, a, there's a bunch of people typing just like, fucking hell, get on with it or shut up or this is dumb or, I don't know. I'll have the, I'll eventually muster up the fucking bravery to look over at the chat there, see what people are writing. I'm looking now. Uh. You should do a bite about Chief making an OnlyFans. <laughs> that had nothing to do with what I was saying. <laughs> Nobody's even listening. They're just fucking doing their own thing in the chat, just RPing. <laughs> Holy fuck. Anyway, there you go. That's That's that. That's my thoughts on that. I won't talk about it anymore, okay? I know I, I am boring some people, and uh, that's... I did want to talk about it a little bit, and I did it. So there we go. We can move on now. So thank you, Cat Squirrel 1337 for your question. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you all for the support. Mike Noy 01 for 499 says... Oh, I answered this one already. Sorry, Mike Noy. Thank, man. Thanks, man. I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm doing better now. Stephen Vargas for two dollars says hashtag Kanye twenty twenty, right, John? What's Kanye doing right now? Um Didn't he post like a white square on his Instagram page? <laughs> you know when everyone was po posting black squares? I saw that and I just, God, I imagine there's some people who look at that and they're just like so pissed off. I see something like, do something like that. I just burst out laughing. I'm just like, that is so Kanye, you know, like just fucking like goes against the grain. That's what he does. And I, I admire him for that. You know, he's running for president. Oh my God. There's all these celebrities running for president. People want the rock to run for president now. I don't know how I feel about that. Because I like The Rock. I think he's a good guy. But it's just like, 
has he studied politics? I mean, neither have I, but I'm not running for president either. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe this isn't maybe this isn't the position for The Rock. But but then if Donald Trump is president, maybe it is fitting for somebody for, like The Rock to be president. I don't know. I don't know. OK. Um, uh, maybe I just I don't know what to think. My initial reaction is just like, oh. What are we just, we're just making all the celebrities president now? <laughs> like, never mind people who have actu- are actually well-versed in politics. Let's just pick out people out of the pool of, like, Hollywood and television. I don't know. Kanye, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what Kanye knows. Maybe he is educated on this stuff. Maybe he would be a good president. Or maybe not. I, I really can't say. My initial instinct is that it's it's funny. I think that's a funny thing. Anyway. Thanks, Stephen Vargas. Ms. Zhu for 199 says, The Last of Us 2 review solely based on the lesbian scenes. You know what? I'm not going to go into detail, like I said, but I will say this about the lesbianism in The Last of Us 2, is that from that game, I never got an SJW slash LGBTQ propaganda vibe off of it or anything like that. I'm seeing a lot of the games getting a lot of flack for forcing an agenda down people's throats. And I really never saw that way, saw it that way at all. And I'm somebody who usually rails against woke culture when I feel like it's forced. But um, I didn't feel like it was forced. I actually think that themes of lesbianism and homosexuality are interesting to explore in the context of an apocalyptic setting. Right? Because, like, you've got... When you've got an apocalypse where most of the human race has been wiped out, And then you have these small groups of people that are trying to rebuild the species and persist throughout time, basically. It actually makes sense how there would be a, if not conscious, subconscious increase in in intolerance towards homosexuality. Where it's just like, the world doesn't have time for your homosexuality or lesbianism right now because we're, we're focused on rebuilding the species right now. And then, of course, you have Ellie and Dina who are just like, dude, I love who I love. Like, fuck off. Like, I don't feel like this because I'm choosing to. This is just this is just my sexual proclivity. And if you're not on board with that, then like whatever, just like you, you love whoever you want to love. I love whoever I want to love. And uh, I thought the same sex relationship in The Last of Us 2 was really convincing. I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't feel it was propagandistic or unnatural. It felt really believable to me. And I thought it was actually an interesting theme to explore. So that's my thoughts on that, okay? Anyway. Um, thanks, Mizu. I'll make a video on Last of Us 2. I'm going to start with something a little more, a little less divisive, let's say. And then uh, I'm going to do an episode eventually on Last of Us 2 because I really like that game. Sorry. Uh, Sit in the Dark Films Limited for $5 says, Hey, John, 
Glad to see you streaming again. Don't feel pressure to stream. Do it when you feel is the right time. Also, have you seen Color Sweet Cuckold? Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Um, I don't know if today felt like the right time, but it's the best I've felt like this whole month. And so I was just like, well, I better take advantage of this slightly good feeling that I have and just get this over with, you know. I don't, not to say that I'm that's how I feel right now where I'm just trying to let's get this over with kind of thing as if I'm in a rush for this to end because now that I'm in it and doing it, I feel better. I'm actually having fun. I hope you guys are too. Um, but uh, it's just hard to get over that initial hump, you know. And for a while there, that whole month, I just wasn't even willing to get over the hump. I was just like, no, I'm not doing it today. But, you know, I felt a little good today, and I took advantage of that. And now we're doing it, and it feels feels good. So I really appreciate all your support, your encouragement, your patience. People have been super cool with me, man. Like, God, I, I made these changes to my Patreon, and I was I was really anxious about that for no reason. Because what I thought was going to happen was just like, I don't know, p people were just going to be mad about the changes for some reason, and then, I mean, I paused the, my income, so nobody's getting charged on Patreon this month because of my inactivity. I felt bad. I was just like, God, I'm not streaming. I was supposed to get my new episode out this month, but I'm taking more time with it, and I'm not going to get anything out this month, so I'm not going to take anybody's money this month. I'm, I paused it again, so um, taking a bit more time with my episode, and uh, and um, yeah, I thought I thought people would be mad with me deleting tiers, like reward tiers, because I was simplifying the whole thing. And I was just like in this like n n like needless anxiety of like I'm gonna get a bunch of DMs the next morning through Patreon saying what the fuck's going on? What are you doing? Like, but there was nothing. I was like just getting carried away in my own head, and I didn't I had no reason to be worried. And everyone's been super cool about it, and just like thanks for that. I mean, it's been a real shit month. Just. Not that I've gone through any personal turmoil or anything. It's just my mood has just been fucking all over the place and a disaster. And but it, and despite like the delays and like content and stuff, you guys have been just super cool nonstop. So thank you for that. It makes a huge difference. I'll stop sucking your cock now. That's that's enough. Getting too sappy now. I'll just move on. But anyway, uh. Have you seen Color Sweet Cuckold? I don't know what that is. Color Sweet? That sounds like uh like a post-production color editing thing. I don't know. It's like a series that's made off of post-production. I don't know what it is. Um yeah, if you want to like send me a DM with a link or something, if you think it's something that I should check out, then I'll I'll have a look at that. I haven't heard of it. Sit in the Dark Films Limited. Thank you for that. Mag Charger XD for $5 says, Is there a way I can send you FL Studio 20 projects? I made a few old Season 5 RB tracks that sound very accurate if you want them. Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear that. I mean, 
I mean, you know how project files work, right? You I mean you you save. I mean, you have your FL Studio project, right? You go save as, you save the project. I think it's dot. I can't remember what the file extension is for FL Studio, but the pro you you'll have a project file, right? That you save, and then you can just send that as an attachment in an email. Right, so if you email me with that file attached to it, I'll be able to open it because I have FL Studio 20 as well. I think our our versions just have to match, and I do have version 20, so I should be able to open it. I've been working on some new tracks too, by the way. I forgot, but I don't think any of them are fleshed out enough to to show. I don't. Later on, I'll open up FL Studio and take a quick look at my projects and if there's anything I think you might like to listen to I'll play it uh, what else we got here um, sorry I lost my spot Thank you, Mag Charger. Mizu for one ninety nine says, "John, do an eight hour podcast so work isn't boring." Mon, Mon, oh Monday. Hmm, I don't know if I'll go for that long. I'll probably just finish off the chats and then I'll move on to the fan content. Um, Jesse for five dollars, no comment. Thank you for that, Jesse. Lord Xanthar the Allen for four ninety nine says, Did you hear that Bernie Burns and Joel Heyman left Rooster Teeth? I didn't know I wasn't aware of that until I was on EFAP. EFAP told me about it. And um that's surprising. Cause I th that whole main crew were really nice. I think Jeff is the one I interacted with the least. I interacted plenty with Matt, Joel, and Bernie. And they were all super cool. So it's not I don't feel like it's it's not really rooster teeth to me anymore once I mean definitely Bernie, but Joel as well. They're off doing their own thing. Um yeah, I don't really know what's going on with Rooster Teeth. I mean are they still making stuff? I mean are th are they still now with with Bernie, who's out of the picture, I mean, who's writing the Rooster Teeth episodes now? Or Red versus Blue, I mean. Do they have anybody writing? Is Gus still a part of the company? Bernie was Rooster Teeth, though. That movie was made by a white person, too. Uh, people are just talking about their own shit in the chat. Joel is more conservative leaning, so it's not really surprising. You know, I've seen his I've seen some of his posts and that doesn't surprise me. Um So yeah, maybe there's just over politics there's some divide there. That's the thing about being in a group of people, you know what I mean? It's like there's not necessarily an alignment of belief. And so even over something like politics, I mean, especially now, now that things are more divisive than ever, I'm, I'm glad that I'm not a part of a,
company anymore. You know what I mean? Like wh whether it's like a peer to peer relationship where you're all kind of like co-owners, even that, like if you're, if you're, you aren't aligned on everything, it can, it can be hard to like work together. I mean, it particularly in the realm of like content production, because it's like you're you're embedding the way you perceive the world in your writing, right? And you're putting out content and not necessarily everybody sees the world the way you do, even though you're part of the same t core team. So like, it's kind of a relief to be independent now, <laughs> to be honest, because I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about whether coworkers agree with my ideas. I don't have to run my content through like a standards and practices person to make sure like, is this okay? Can I say this? Cause you know, if I was working for a company and doing that today, then ab absolutely everything I would be writing would be like subject for, you know, subject to, um, uh, not revision, but just like, like a preliminary check where it's just like, is this okay? No, is this okay? No. Can you rephrase this joke? Don't write this. Can you write this instead? Like, I would fucking hate that. So, you know what? That's just, I like being alone where if I screw up, it's my fault. If I do good, it's, it's because of me. And, you know, I, I am my own kind of checker. Like that's, there's, that's good and bad, obviously, because there's some benefit, obviously, to, like, bouncing your ideas off somebody. But I would hope that if I'm wrong about something or if I make a joke that's, like, off-color or not necessarily just off-color, but if I make a joke that's objectively, like, you shouldn't have made that joke, this is really offensive and it's not even funny. Like, if it if if it's not funny, that's a bad joke. And... I would hope that somebody would like call me out on that and not just like I'm offended just like actually explain like this is why that joke didn't work and you sh like it's not funny because this and this and you know maybe sometimes I'm genuinely wrong about something and I'm just like oh right I'm seeing this issue in a way that I didn't before and like I didn't have all the information before but now I do and I'm looking at this in the right way. But, you know, I, I do put a lot of thought into my jokes, so that that wouldn't happen often. But um, but I'm willing to be called out. That's all I'm saying, you know. And in lieu of not being a part of a team to bounce ideas off of, um, if anyone seriously objected to an, a joke that I made that just isn't funny at all, um, I welcome being called out on it. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, um, thank you, Lord Xanthar the Allen. Chris Das for $2 S or 2 SGD. I don't know what that is. Says, happy 4th of July, John. I'm not American, but that I respect your holiday and that's cool, man. I hope you have a good day. Um, I heard that's even a, f a fucking issue now because this it seems like this whole there's this whole 
like American nationalism is not even okay anymore. You know, people have a problem with that. Not, I don't want to go as far as to say it's not okay, but I'm just saying there's a bunch of people out in the world right now who seriously object to America being a nation. Has nothing even to do with race. It's just like if you are a country with borders and you hold values within that country, that is a bad thing. And I guess what they would say is that it's built on racism and white supremacy and all this stuff. And uh, it's just like how how far back do you want to go with the atro- with the atrocities? You know what I mean? Because like in all parts of the world throughout all periods of history there's been slavery in one form or another and it's not just non-whites either whites have been slaves too so it's just like we have all this terrible history but and as a human species i'm encapsulating everybody here and it's just like where where do you draw the line on like using it as an excuse to tear everything down and rebuild society from the ground up that seems to be what people want you know I don't know. I'm kind of like... I don't want to talk out of my ass here. I haven't done enough research here. But uh, you brought up 4th of July, and I just... I remember, like, a bunch of articles coming out recently saying, like, you know, people are on guard. They don't know what to expect on... Is today 4th of July? Oh, it is today. I thought it was tomorrow. Shit. Okay, yeah. Um, you know what I mean though, right? I hope so. I'm, yeah, I got, personally, I got no problem with America as a country and, uh, I respect its ideals and its borders and, uh, yeah. And I I respect its holidays too. And the 4th of July, I think it's a perfectly respectable holiday and God, I feel even just the shit I'm saying right now is like grounds for cancellation. You know what I mean? That's how fucking anxious I am about this shit now. Like, I'm constantly going through my head. Like, is that okay to say? Like, what about that thing? I fucking hate this shit. I've been feeling like that with YouTube for a long time, but now it's just like worse than ever. Like, what's going to be the thing that I say that's going to fucking get me demonetized or canceled or whatever? (sighs) Relax, John. Happy 4th of July, Chris. I hope you enjoy your... I hope you had a good day today. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, so, like... God, I don't even want to get into it. Ugh. No, I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm not. I just don't want to. It's, just, it's a whole thing. Okay, let's just move on. Happy 4th of July, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Um, Reverse Logic for $5 says, Great to see you streaming again, Job, even though it's my freedom day. <laughs> my freedom? I don't know what your position is exactly, but your use of the word ma implies that you're not really that stoked about Independence Day. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Whatever. Whatever you believe, man. That's cool. I respect your beliefs. 
Love your show and this podcast. Keep up the great work. Oh, thank you, man. Much appreciated. Jarvis Godin, Godin for $5 says, Yo, Job, isn't RB owned by Warner Brothers? Will it be on HBO Max? Uh, I don't think so. Machinima was... Arby was owned by Machinima. And Warner Brothers did own Machinima. But Machinima no longer exists. And I never signed a contract personally with Warner Brothers. So... No, I don't think Arby, Arby and the Chief is owned by Warner Brothers. I think I think it has no owner. And I took advantage of that opportunity to just upload everything to my channel. So, And nobody's given me shit about it. Rooster Teeth, I know, took a bunch of stuff that used to be on Machinima and re-hosted it. But they haven't said anything to me. So I assume there's no problem. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks Jarvis. CB Gog for $5 says, Hope you're doing better, John. Was awesome to see you on EFAP. Would love to see you as a regular guest. Thanks for streaming tonight. Oh, you're welcome, man. Thank you for tuning in, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, I had a great time on EFAP. I really did. Um, That was great. I don't know if EFAP would have me on again. I mean, I, they, they, they said they would. They said they wouldn't have a, pr- a problem with having me on again. But I don't know if, like, it's practical for, like, if they actually want to reach out f- to me and have me on again for whatever reason. But if they do ever want to, I'm more than happy to go back on, man. That was fucking cool. I really, that was great company. It was great talking to them, and I loved their, they have a great audience. So I hope I can do that again. Maybe they, uh, once if they do an efap on the last of us maybe they'll have me on i don't know and i can i can make a defense for why it's i think it's a good game and then everybody can laugh at me for what a raging uh uh stupid head that i am i wanted to say the r word but uh i'm trying to be less spicy now i think you know i just i'd rather like I hate censoring myself but it's just like I don't have to say the spicy gamer words and I'll still use them in my show like because it's in a comedic cinematic piece of work like there's artistic context to it but it's just like in my podcast maybe I should just kind (laughs) of not you know if, if I'm conscious of it sometimes it'll slip out of my mouth and I don't you know but, you know, if I'm aware of it, then maybe I'll just, like, refrain from using those words because I don't need to. People call me a, a pussy. Yeah, I know. You're right. I'm caving to politically correct culture. That's what I'm doing. I don't know. If I can think of a reason to actually use those words, then I'll use them. But there's just no... If it's a, If there's a really funny usage for it, I suppose. But anyway... I hate censoring myself. Oh, no, I guess I don't need to say anything and completely reduce my product to a shallow shell of its former self. Oh, you're quoting me as if that's verbatim what I said, right? Fuck you. (laughs) I did not say that. I don't intend on uh, using softer language in my show. I just said that. I'm just saying in my podcast, maybe I should try and be a little less spicy. 
because who knows what's gonna get me fucking what's gonna get people canceled these days um what else we got here Thank you, CB Gog. Eugene Black for $10 says, The way I see it, either God doesn't exist... Oh, you're quoting Eugene there. The way I see it, either God doesn't exist, or he does, and he's the biggest mastermind troll in the universe, and I can say that I'm merely following in his footsteps. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good line. Not something that I would say personally, but... You know, Eugene was a character that's a part of me. He played his role, and I thought that was fitting for him. So, yeah, I, I, I like that line. Thanks, Eugene, even though that's not your real name, but whatever. Waste of Time for four ninety nine says, Awesome OSTs that were uploaded in SoundCloud a while back. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed them, man. Yeah, that's, uh, I like making music. It's almost therapeutic for me um still not finished my album that's a slow work in progress but you know i'm picking it off one track at a time i think i've kind of abandoned the uh the um like the the like the narrative frame of having each track named after a particular time of day because i heard somebody in the chat pointed out that somebody did that already and i was like fuck okay well but now I'm just I'm making tracks and it's just like I don't want to feel whenever I'm making a new track I don't want to feel tied to it having a particular feeling or something it's like it's like well the only the only track left to fill in is like 7 p.m. so I've got to fill in I've got to make a track that matches the emotional feeling of that time of day and it's just I don't want to be restricted by that I just I want to just do whatever I f whatever music track I feel like doing, you know. And then once I have a bunch of tracks, I can make an album out of that. So that's that's the plan right now. And maybe I still will do the time thing. I don't know, but the approach right now is is different than it was. I'll just make tracks as as I get inspiration, and I'll just do whatever I f make, whatever I feel like making, and then I'll make an album later on, like once I've got a pool of tracks to work with anyway waste of time thank you um I'll, pl I'll play i'll go through my fl studio projects a bit later and i'll see if there's something i can play for you guys that i've been working on it won't be that fleshed out but you know it'll be something lord xanthar the allen for 49.99 holy fucking shit says hey john i just finished binge watching your how-to machinima series for the 11th time Everything seemed up-to-date except for Part 2, which covered tools and software. I think it'd be neat to give a commentary to Part 2 and compare what you use now. Maybe I should just... Uh, I should just make a new tutorial thing. Like, not just do a updated commentary, but just, like, do do another tutorial of, like, making Machinima. Well, I, I guess what you're saying is the the information is still relevant other than the software and hardware part. But I think, I don't know, I could... Maybe I could make it like a bite episode. I don't know. Make it like half bite episode and half kind of like a how-to on how to make movies. 
that could be it could be a tutorial but like the toys are hosting it and they're like narrating the process and then chief would you know chime in with jokes and the arbiter would like be constantly setting it straight maybe i don't i don't know i'm just kicking ideas around um but yeah maybe i'll just do another one of those i'll think about it um i'll tell you what i use now though i mean back then i think what i listed as hardware and software was um pinnacle studio like so pinnacle studio hardware and software came in like one package so you you would get the pinnacle studio hardware and it would come with a disc with the software on it and it was terrible it was really terrible. It was like the program kept crashing. It was an RCA connection. It wasn't HDMI. So this was back. This was pre-HD filmmaking, right? But now I use. Uh, what do I use to capture? I used uh, an Elga Elgato, uh, like this 60 FPS. I can't remember. It has a model number, but I can't remember what it is. But it's there. It's their external capture card, and it's a great piece of software. And I use that to capture game footage. And then I use Adobe Premiere to edit. I have uh, a subscription to the Adobe suite of applications. So, Elgato uh, external for ca HD60. That's right, Sonic Head. Thanks. Um, that's, the, that's the model number of the capture card that I use. And then um, I use Adobe Premiere to edit all my stuff. But uh, thank you very much, Lord Xanthar. That's very generous of you, dude. It's quite the super chat there. Um, <clears throat> Travis for $5 says, I miss your smell. I tried to re replicate it with alcohol, gamer, and children's tears, <laughs> but it didn't work. My smell? Are you smelling me over my podcast? Weird. Thank you, Travis. William Snyder for 199 says, Hey, John, you've come a long way. I'm proud of you. Thank you, man. Yeah, certainly from uh, Machinima and all that. Now I'm independent. I'm, I mean, I haven't come a long way in terms of like, I'm not working for a big movie studio or anything, but to be honest, I don't really want to. I like, I like being my own boss. I like uh, making content on my strictly on my own terms. You know what I mean. Anyway, thank you for that. Uh, General V. <laughs> General v is that the way to right way to say it? Sucks we will never see John's reaction to knowing that his toys were alive. I was really hoping that we would have after we would have after so many years. Uh, maybe in, in something later on. We'll see. Certainly uh, ground for grounds for comedy, so I wouldn't rule it out. Thanks, General. Eugene Black for $2 says, well, howdy there, Sheriff. 
I think that was a cliffhanger of a... That was the last line in a certain episode. <clears throat> Thank you, man. Sh Shadow Shadow Hunt sixty for five dollars says Sonic and Tails are more believable in having a brother like relationship than Ray Skywalker. Who is Ray? Did Ray have a brother? A brother like relationship. Well, who's who's Ray's quote unquote brother in your example? Who would it be? Kylo. Because they have that kind of force link. I thought that was a cool idea, but they just didn't go m anywhere interesting with it. It's too bad. Um, yeah, I guess. Thank you, Shadow Hunt sixty. Um, Chernobyl, Pone. For nine ninety nine says I'm from Texas and they are fixing both fireworks and live rounds here. I'm having difficult time watching your super awesome podcast while it sounds like a battlefield war zone right now. They are firing both war fireworks and live rounds here. So not even blanks, like you're talking about actual bullets from firearms. From Texas, yeah, I guess. <laughs> They all got guns in Texas, don't they? I remember that from working with Rooster Teeth. I went down to Texas, and that, that was kind of... Uh, I don't object to gun ownership. It was just uh, being a homely boy from from up here in my Canadian igloo. Going down to Texas was a little bit of a culture shock for me, you know? Just seeing how commonplace guns were in, in relation but anyway, um, sorry to hear that, Chernobyl Pone. I hope you're staying safe. St uh, stay under the. Keep. Uh, don't stand at the window. <laughs> that sucks, dude. Stay safe. Thank you. Brett for one ninety nine says I recommend Healthy Gamer parentheses dr k for your mood healthy gamer okay i'll check that out i'm gonna write that down because i always forget this shit healthy gamer brackets dr k cool thank you i don't follow a lot of gamers on youtube but uh if any if, if there's somebody who's funny then that's all I'm really looking for is just some genuine belly laughs. So that's good. Thank you, Brett. I'll check that out. Eugene Black for $2 says non-binary people only want attention. Oh, that's, that's not true. I think there are a portion of them who do want attention, but I think the, the people who have genuine gender dysmorphia, they don't feel comfortable in their own skin. Um, and they just, they don't want to feel like an out, they feel enough like an outsider already and they don't want to hear that hurt. They don't want to feel that way from other people, you know, and I feel for them. That's a tough spot to be in. 
I don't envy that like at all. Like that's, that's tough. But uh, I think there's definitely some projection that happens where they have personal dissatisfaction with being in their own skin, like feel like a, a sense of discomfort. And then they project that onto other people as if they have a problem with them when they actually don't. And that's, I'm not saying that's the case every time. I'm just saying that happens. So, but I'm not, I'm not going to paint them all with a broad brush and say they're all attention seekers. I don't think that's true, but I think a portion of people, sure. But there's, uh, but yeah. Thank you, Eugene. Uh, Mag Charger XD says, do you still think Sonic now? Do you still think Sonic now? <laughs> what does that mean? Do I still think Sonic? I guess. I'm still a fan. Does that count? Um, What's the last Sonic game I played? Like the newest one. Fucking hell. Not, I mean, not the newest one, but the the one that last came out that I also played was probably. God, it was probably Sonic 06. <laughs> There's been better ones since then, but. It's just none of them are the same as the Genesis era. Sonic 3 and Knuckles and Sonic 3 and Knuckles, man, that's the shit. If you want an entry point into Sonic the Hedgehog, check that out if you haven't. It's fucking awesome. Oh, Generations, yeah. Yeah, Generations was good. I didn't like the modern Sonic half of it, but... Uh... Oh, Mania. I'm an idiot. Yeah, Mania was great. I loved that. That was the last... recent, The one that came out most recently that I also played. That was... Yeah, Mania was great. Um, But again, like, it's going back to the 2D thing, which I guess is, like... I don't want to believe that it's impossible to do a good 3D Sonic game. I think it is possible. I just think nobody's done it right yet. You know? I don't want to rule out the possibility. Because I think Sonic Adventure was very flawed. But it was a step in the right direction. Where, like, this can work if it was just programmed way better. Like, I think if you make the levels better or bigger... And, uh, um, that game is such a glitch bucket. I don't know. Fucking hell. If it can be done well. Mania was good. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'm still a Sonic fan, if that's what you're asking. Eugene Black for $10 says, hopefully those tools will get a clue should they try to cancel you. No matter how much time they report you, every single time they'll be unapologetically screwed. Hopefully those tools will get a clue should they try to cancel you. No matter how much time they report you. How much time they report you? Do you mean how many times they report you? Every single time they'll be unapologetically screwed. Well, yeah, I, I certainly don't want to give the people on like the cancel who are a part of the cancel culture army, I guess. I certainly wouldn't want to give them any ammunition to to cancel my account or whatever. But um I th I f honestly feel like every joke I've made, I can make a justifiable justifiable case as to why 
the joke works or at the very least I shouldn't be cancelled because it was in the honest pursuit of comedy but anyway I guess we'll see thank you Eugene um, Daniel Rockstar for $5 says, saw you in EFAP and really enjoyed your story. Started watching Arby and Chief again this time in full. Stay awesome and safe, man. Thank you for that. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Yeah, I think that went down really well. It got a whole lot of likes and I got a lot of positive feedback off of that. So I, I went, went great. Had a great time. Went great. People liked it. Bored some people, but it's unavoidable. I did my best. Brent Music for $5 says, you should check out Brett Weinstein's most recent podcast with Rogan. It's one of the best podcasts I've ever seen, and his Unity 2020 idea is great. I did watch that podcast. I know what you're talking about. The Unity 2020 thing, I'm a little foggy on. Maybe I kind of just glazed over that part of the podcast. I don't really remember it that well. F vaguely. But uh, I agree, that was a great podcast. And... Um, that guy, uh, he's been through some shit, that guy. I feel bad for him. Holy shit. A, f a couple days ago, I watched uh, that documentary by Mike Nana about the the um, the ordeal Brett went through at the Evergreen campus. Did you guys watch that? Holy fucking shit. If you want an eye-opening look at how um, left-wing ideology on, on a college campus can get people can get carried away with that that's uh that's quite the uh that's quite the thing to check out it's scary what happened there god it's almost like the the dark knight rises where they had that kangaroo court but it's like a bunch of teachers were like held hostage and uh by the students you know and a, you, a bunch of teachers are on camera just caving to the mob because they're, like, afraid. And uh, it's just terrible what can happen, you know? It's one of those things that you watch and it makes you realize how fragile everything is. Just, you know, society in general, what holds us all together. Like, if you start... If that social fabric deteriorates, things can get really ugly really fucking quick. It's freaky. Anyway, yeah, if you haven't checked that out, definitely uh, look at... Just search... I forget what it's called. It's in three parts, but it's uh, Mike Nana is the filmmaker, and he made a third, a three-part documentary on the ordeal that happened at Evergreen with uh, Brett Weinstein. Coast uh, for 50 sec... I can't... I forget what that currency is. I have a memory span of a goldfish. I'm sorry. Says, you you ain't not taking my money on my watch. Here you go. Get pooped on. <laughs> it's five bucks like my Patreon tier. Oh, okay. Thank you for that, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, there's a bunch of... I have a bunch of Patreon supporters who are very kind, and they're just like... Dude, don't pause your income. Just take the money. The way that we see it, that money's yours. And I'm so appreciative of that. But if I can't deliver a particular month or I feel particularly inactive a certain month, then I would rather pause it than anybody, than me taking anybody's money. So I am a greedy capitalist. I do like money, but uh, I like to earn it at the same time. So 
I'm pausing it for this month. Nobody's going to get charged uh, between now and July 5th. And um, I'll put my new episode out this month probably. So, yeah. So thank you, everybody, for your patience and generosity. Um, I won a math debate for $5. Says, you heard about this upcoming movie about a white guy who goes back to a 1700s USA where W people, white, I guess, are enslaved instead of B people. <laughs> uh, wasn't that a TV show? I didn't know. I didn't know whether it was a movie or a TV show, but, uh. Yeah, I heard about something like that. That that might be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'll check that out. Thanks, man. RS said, oh, I don't know if some of you are men or women. I always say thanks, man, but maybe I'm not respecting whammon or non-binary people. If I say guy or man, I'm using it as in a in a non uh I'm just using it in a general sense, you know what I mean? Sorry if I misgendered you. I didn't mean to. Uh, let's see. Aris Zanoi says, When are you changing your name back to Digital Fear? Never. Well, I mean, it's never going away. It's always going to be my YouTube URL forever now. Should have put more thought into it back when I was making a username for Xbox Live. But here we are. I'm stuck with that thing forever. Whatever. I don't mind. The EFAP guys were right, though. I should have at the very least come up with a username that part of it didn't rhyme with queer. <laughs> I get that a lot. I learned my lesson. Thank you, Eris. MagChargerXD says, The projects are for if you want to revive old tracks. I remember you said you liked Hackbust. You can remix them if you want to. You don't have to. Oh, thank you. That's That's very considerate of you. I didn't think of that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just send me an email. Attach your project files. I'll have a look at them. And uh, if I do decide to um, to do that, I'll I'll do that. And I'll, I'll let you know. Thank you. Lord Xanthar the Allen for four ninety nine says, How much would I have to pay you to release slash remake the One Life Remaining Season 2 theme song? Plus, when will your Volume 2 music come to iTunes? Oh, yeah, I got to put all that on iTunes still. I put the first 50 tracks of all my music on iTunes in the form of an album, but there's a whole shitload of new tracks that haven't been put on there yet. I guess I could do that. That's a lot of, it's just a, it's a lot of work putting all that together I remember putting that first album was a pain in the ass just working with iTunes and CD Baby and getting them all to cooperate and it's just a very time consuming process I remember eventually <laughs> I don't know when One Life Remaining Season 2 theme song I think I was using uh, they weren't real instruments but I was using like synthetic brass and I don't have those instruments anymore. They're virtual synthetic instruments. Or v whatever VST stands for. I can't remember. Virtual synthetic something. Um, I was using certain instruments for One Life Remaining that I no longer have access to because I lost my uh, 
all the instrument files were on disk, but you need a USB dongle to access them. And I lost, uh, I didn't lose that thing, but I melted it. It got, I forget what happened exactly. I think it got so hot that the plastic melted and the dongle stopped functioning. And that was like, uh, the dongle was what got past the DRM on the instruments. Digital rights management, right? So it's like video games where you need to put in a key or of some f in some form to like use the content. It was like that for these instrument files, and I can't access them anymore. So I, I wouldn't be able to recreate that theme accurately. Like it would sound a lot different anyway. I don't. I'm not really inclined to be honest. To be honest, I, th I guess that track was okay, but. I don't know, I'm just not inclined to do that in particular, sorry. But thanks, Xanthar. I really appreciate it, man. Cricket Bandit for $5 says, Is Ghost of Tsushima going to be good? Tsushima? Tsushima doesn't sound right because it just sounds like sushi. <laughs> I think the T might be silent, though. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be good. Maybe. It kind of... It looked a little too... I thought it was going to be like more of a scary... Straight up scary survival horror game. But it doesn't, it doesn't look like that. It looks a little bit campy. I saw it... I can't remember where I saw it. I think it was the PS5... Sony's PS5 reveal stream. They had a... They had a clip for Ghosts of Tsushima. Sashimi. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. The T is silent. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know what to think about that. I like that idea, though. That's cool. I guess we'll see. The Blood Banshee for $5 says, Your in-person skits are especially funny. Your delivery is uniquely funny. Star wipes need a comeback now more than ever. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to... That's part of my new game show. Like, on top of it being, like, an, an analysis or review of a video game, it would be intercut with, like, comedic sketches. Just whatever, something funny that I can come up with that relates to the game in some way. Like, I got, I want to do a video on Resident Evil 3. Maybe I'll do 2 as well, because I like that so much. I'm talking about the remakes here. But, uh... Because Resident Evil 3 came out more recently, I wanted to I was more inclined immediately to make a review video on that. And f for a sketch, my idea was to like film me walking into my bedroom and it would be like Resident Evil where it would be like a top-down fixed camera angle and it would there would be a post-processing effect to make it look really pixelated and I would be walking and uh, you know how you can, in a Resident Evil, an old Resident Evil game with fixed camera angles, you can do walk circles in a little zone where when you're doing a small circle in terms of character movement, you're passing through two or three camera zones. So you're const it constantly keeps freezing for like a second or two and it'll switch to a new camera. And then you'll walk into a new zone and then it'll switch to another camera. I was going to do that, but live action. And then I would be interacting with things in my room and like bumping into walls and kind of a video game avatar 
clunky kind of way. And there would be like text with me interacting with objects. And it sounds funnier than I'm describing it because I had some jokes written in there. But that was just an idea for like a sketch that I would do. That was just for Resident Evil. For like The Last of Us, for example, I would I'd probably do a sketch with me in internet jail <laughs> for liking The Last of Us. Um, just, you know, whatever funny thing I can come up with that relates to the game that it, in question. So, yeah. So you'll see, you'll see more of me in the future, not just in the podcast. Um, thank you, Blood Banshee. Gabriel Ignacio says, I've made it a habit to show random people that film in you a filmmaking instructional video vid you did a few years ago. Also, here's five bucks. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's that was a good video. I'm, I had a lot of fun making that. It was We were really down to the wire because that was a school assignment. Like I was, uh, the next, it was due the next morning. So like I, w I filmed that like the day before and then I was up all night editing to get it in on time. And then I was nervous showing my class that video, but then everybody laughed like it got a really good reaction so that was that was a great day i made a lot of new friends that day because they're they're they saw that video and they're like oh this guy's really funny like that's cool it's a good day eugene black for five dollars says is, is there a difference between adobe premiere cc and cs6 i own cs6 and can't find a good reason to upgrade Um, there's some advanced features that involve track, like video tracking, like tracking elements in, in a video clip and like green screening. There's a effect called ultra key that I use. It's what I use for my super game show intro. And it just, regardless of how unevenly lit my green screen was, I just, it was one click and the entire green screen was gone. I didn't even have to do anything. Because usually I had to apply it multiple times because like I'd apply it once, right? But then because the green screen is unevenly lit, even just slightly, there will be darker parts of the green screen that aren't erased. And so I, I put another green green screen or chroma key effect on it to get rid of the darker shade. And then maybe even a third effect gets laid on, on top of that. To, to just to get rid of everything ent entirely and then i have to play around with like the tolerance and the feathering and all that to make sure it looks just right uh the new ultra key feature in the latest premiere just one click it's done like don't even have to fuck around with it it's just it's kind of amazing it's just it does it all like algorithm algorithmically i guess i don't know but uh that but, you know, maybe you won't get any use out of that. So, I don't know. Maybe just in your case, sticking with CS6 is probably the way to go. I don't know what exactly you do with your copy. Like, if you're just video editing and putting subtitles on things and, like, you're not doing anything fancy in terms of post-processing effects, then just stick with uh, CS6. But if you do do a bunch of post-processing and visual effects, if you're one of those people, then I would definitely just look into the, the features 
on CC as opposed to CS6 and and look at what you can what you can do in that exclusively and see if there's anything on that list that's like oh I could get a bunch of use out of that. So yeah. If you're a post processing slash VFX guy, definitely look into what C CC could possibly do for you. Might be worth it. Thanks, Eugene. Tobias Edverson for $5 says, Hey, John, have you watched Black Mirror? Just recently got into it. Some of those episodes are way too close to real life. Hope you're feeling better. Yeah, I'm feeling much better right now. Um, that's a great show. Um, some episodes are better than others. It's a little inconsistent in that regard, I think. Like, you'll have really good episodes and then episodes that are just totally stupid. But I respect that a lot of the show is handled by just one guy. Like that guy, Charlie Brooker, I think his name is. He writes a lot of the episodes. That might be different now. I think it has like a writing staff that Charlie Brooker may, might not necessarily be a part of anymore. I can't remember. But um, that was part of the charm, you know. It's just like it, it all comes from one guy. Some episodes are really good. Some are retarded. Oops, I said the R word again. <laughs> I didn't actually mean to, but sometimes it just slips out. Whatever. I said it. I own it. Um Yeah, it was okay. It's a yeah, it's a good show overall. And I even enjoy the shitty episodes. Um I like that kind of thematic dread of just like in the first five minutes of an episode, you can uh you can tell where an episode is going and you're just like, Oh my God, this is a terrible idea. And then you're watching the episode unfold. Like, Oh my God, they're doing it. They're doing the bad idea. And I'm kind of enjoying it every step of the way. I'm just like, this is great. This is such a terrible satirical. I it's a terrible idea, but that's kind of the satirical angle of it. It's just like, what if this were true? What if people did this obviously ridiculous thing? Like that episode where like the this parent loses her girl on a, a little girl on a playground and then ever since that because of that moment in their history, she installs this experimental technology in her little girl where it records everything that she sees. And so eventually, you know, get you know eventually there's gonna be a point in the story where like, she's grown up to be a teenager, right? And so the mother is watching the video feed of the first time she's having sex with a, with a boy that she meets. And you can just, you can tell in the first five minutes of the episode, that's where it's going. And it's just like, oh my God, they're, the characters are really going to do that. But then you're, you kind of enjoy it at the same time. It's just like, this is such a bad idea, but it makes for a really entertaining episode. So, I yeah, I love Black Mirror. For the good episodes and the bad episodes, uh, you know, because they're, they're all really interesting in some to some degree. God, there's this one episode where, like, people's memories are used as evidence in criminal cases, which is, like, such a terrible idea because human memory is so prone to, like, um, they can be messed with. You know, and things that you look back on didn't necessarily happen that way. There's a lot of factors that go into like messing with the with your memory of how things occurred. So you can't rely on that as evidence, right? But then at the very end of the episode, they like 
they use the memory of the hamster <laughs> that was in the same room as the room that a crime took place in. And they're like, let's look at the hamster's memories and use that as, <laughs> as evidence. <laughs> so dumb. Crocodile? Yeah, I think that's what it was called. <laughs> Just I was, I was laughing my ass off. That was like the very end of the episode. I thought that was so funny. And I was like, that's terrible. But I really enjoyed watching that because of its terribleness to a degree. So whether an episode is good or bad, it's a very enjoyable show to watch. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, thanks, Tobias. Jams for $2 says, Jobson, do a funny ha-ha, please. Well, I hope I made you ha-ha in this episode. But I, I hope I also made you hmm. See, that's my goal with my podcast or Arby and the Chief. Sure, a ha-ha is good. But sometimes it's good to hmm. I want to make you hmm. I want to make you ha-ha. Sometimes lol. Maybe even lamau. But if I even just make you ha-ha, I'll take that. But in between the ha-has... Sometimes I want you to go, hmm. <laughs> Did you guys, hmm? Did you guys, ha ha, and hmm? I hope you guys did both today. I hope the, the bite that I show you at the end of this will make you ha ha and also go, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is good. Getting some good laughs. I do like a good belly laugh. Thank you, Gems. I don't know what a... You tell me to do a ha-ha. I don't know what to say. Other than some cringy kind of Jerry Seinfeld-esque routine. Like, what's the deal with the airline peanuts? You can't get them open, first of all. Who are they trying to keep out of these things? It has to come organically. I can't just do a joke on command. Like, I'm not your monkey. Just kidding, gems. Thanks, man. Kiro for $5 says, Hi, job. Happy belated Canada Day. Can you watch RB Retold and check the email I sent you? Also, I don't know if anyone mentioned it already, but we live in a society. Oh, they did. I, it's hard to forget that we live in a society. When when did you send that email? Today? I guess today. I remember you you emailed me a while ago. I can't remember what it was exactly. If it was artwork or just something. I can't remember. But RB Retold. Yeah, I'll watch that. I, I know that's my birthday thing, right? That's what my community made for me. So, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that before, before the stream's over. Thank you, Kiro. Dakao U says, can you do your famous death gurgle again? Do I have to do this every time? Isn't one enough? Can't you just record that one instance and then just save a fucking MP3, put it on your phone? Then you can listen to it anytime you want. But no, I have to do it uniquely every fucking time we d I do a stream. <sighs> okay, hang on. I need energy for this. 
throat hurts. And my head hurts. Thanks for that. Straight out of South Park. Just watch South Park. You'll get the same thing. Thanks to Cow. Dalen Wynn for $15 says, Back to the Future's 35th anniversary was yesterday. What do you think about the movie, Job? I see a lot of talk about its script specifically being good and would like to hear your thoughts. Love you, BB. Thanks. Thanks a lot, man. Um, I love that movie, dude. Uh, I think I like the first one the best. I like all three, but the first one definitely is the highlight. And um, it's uh, it's a very clever script. I mean, structurally, it's f- flawless. I think it is. I mean, I have to watch it again. I, I'm kind of a little foggy on it. But structurally, you know, you set up the characters. Boom, he's back in the 50s. And then it builds up to a crisis where he's trying to get back to the present. And it works out in the end. And it's actually kind of clever, like with the the clock tower and all that. Like, it all really works well. And the central emotional dilemma of, like, there's a very sweet relationship between his mom and him, but they're both the same age because he's traveled back in time. And she loves him, but she doesn't really understand why because it's not a sexual attraction, but she loves him because he's her son, obviously, but he's from the future. So he's she's very confused as to why she's attracted to them him the way she is. And I've never seen a movie do that before. That's a really interesting dynamic between two characters. So I I always thought that was really cool. And then uh his dad's arc of kind of like like he punches Biff in the end. Or is it Biff? I can't remember. no, Biff's like the It's Biff, right? Biff dances with his mom and then he punches Biff and uh, I'm pretty sure it is yeah I don't think his mom was attracted to Biff but Biff just kind of danced with her anyway I think he was just trying to antagonize what was his dad's name Marty McFly is his name obviously uh, Michael J. Fox but then his father in the movie I can't remember Back to the Future, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Somebody just asked a question about it. George McFly, right, yeah. Yeah, he had a good arc where he's just like this. It's almost like a he's like a caricature of a nerd where it's like nobody's that nerdy and socially awkward. Maybe, they, maybe there are people like that, I don't know. But a very kind of campy performance, but that's okay. The movie really worked. It was, it's great. And I love the whole 50s aesthetic and the, the music choice was perfect. You know, Mr. Sandman when he first goes back in time. and Great, great A movie. I love it. And obviously the whole the, the dance sequence in the end. You remember that new sound you've been looking for? Listen to this. It's good. I got to watch all of those again. Uh, thank you, Dalen. Sad one sad lad for five dollars says, "Save the trees, eat more beaver." <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Eat more beaver, everybody. Thanks, sad lad. One sad lad. Thank you for that. 
Eugene Black says, nice headphones, by the way. Are those 7506s? Uh, I don't know what model they are, but I know they're, they're Audio-Technica. They say on the, the thing. Yeah. And uh, you can't really go wrong with Audio-Technica. They're, they make really good, high-quality stuff. And, yeah, they are really good headphones. They're very secure around my ears. Like, I have some other headphones that are, I have a larger set, but they don't really form a seal around my ears like these ones do. They're not as big, but I don't need them to be. They don't have a microphone, so they're not gamer. That's not a gamer headset, but this is great for podcasting and just uh, editing where I got to be uh, listening carefully to the to like the audio mix when I'm making episodes and stuff. Thanks, Eugene. Yeah, I don't know what number they are. Um, I got them off Amazon, though. Mag Charger XD for $2 says, I sent the files. You can view them live or after. Um, yeah, maybe after. I've got enough to get to right now. Um, mm. But thank you. I'll definitely have a look at those. And uh, let me just check Streamlabs. See if there's any donations through there. Nope. Okay, good. So we're all caught up with the Super Chats. Thank you very much for all the support. Really, really appreciate everybody. Uh, everybody's support. It's very kind of you. Bill Wilson for five bucks says, Job, you handsome lad, hope, hopping in to say hi. Glad to see you streaming again. We'll miss this one, but I'll be listening to it at work. Love you, bro. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it, man. I hope you make your work, your work shift tolerable. Um, Jarvis Godan for $2 says, Thoughts on Wings of Redemption? I actually haven't heard of that. Is that a game? Is that a, is that a TV show or something? I don't know. But, uh, but thank you, Jar Jarvis. Immortal Dream Entertainment for $5 says, I was given some files that allow me to the voices through the Windows 10 control panel. I'll see if I can find them and send to you. Uh, yeah, I'm very curious about it. Please do. I'll look into that. If you send me the links, I'll have a look at that. Thank you for offering. Eugene Black for $2 says, Haters gonna hate. Screw the haters, man. I agree. Fuck anybody who gives me negative criticism. They're evil people. They're bad and they should feel bad. <laughs> How dare they? Um, <clears throat> um, oh, Jack's here. Sorry, I just want to address this, Jack, before you go anywhere. Is there anything in that game that I missed that's worth firing it up for? Like, can you think of something where that doesn't involve... Uh, laborious amounts of time farming penguins <laughs> like is there something I overlooked that we could that's funny that we could go into in the game let me know in the chat if uh, if there is um Dekau you for five dollars says do you ever get one of those days where you want to be productive but end up doing nothing but write a sentence how do you overcome that um, I don't write sentences when I'm brainstorming. I write three word beats because I often find that, um, I'm, when I'm trying, 
I realized that I was really slowing my writing process down by because I was getting too distracted on how to phrase, how to write things in prose. When it's at that stage, it's just about getting the ideas down on paper. So I summarize all my ideas in three-word beats. And so it's a very tight, compact list of ideas I want to get across. Um, sorry, uh, Jack says, there is a fair bit more to the game. You can beat it in about 20 minutes if you know exactly what you're doing, but it should take around an hour otherwise. It might take even longer than that, honestly. <laughs> uh, does it involve grinding penguins? Or do you think, is there a certain NPC that I should have talked to that I didn't? Or was there a path that I missed that's worth going down? Because if there's some more funny material, I'm willing to fire the game back up. Anyway. Um, yeah, so um, when I'm writing, the prose, writing fleshing full sentences out comes later. The I think if I was in your position, I would just focus on s encapsulating your ideas beat for beat in little three-word sentences. Noun, verb, noun, right? So something does something, someone does something. And um, you just keep doing that. And once you have your complete work, whatever it is you're doing, whether you're writing an essay or a book or outlining a game or a movie or something, get all your beats down, organize them, remove some beats, add some beats in, comb through it back and forth. And once you feel like you've got a complete thing outlined then you can start focusing on fleshing out your ideas in prose right where it's just like okay i'll type this full sentence out and then the next one then the next one because i just find that focusing on the the prose like how exactly to articulate a sentence just do that focus on that later just get the ideas down that's the important thing and don't focus on order either just whatever pops into your head it's just like this idea this idea this idea because there might be a logic to the order in which they're popping into your head based on what you think of, but that's not necessarily idea that the, the order that you want to present those ideas in, in the finished work. So you just get the ideas down. Don't focus on grammar. Don't focus on spelling. Don't focus on order. Don't focus on prose. Get the ideas down. Organize them. Add to them. Subtract, subtract, subtract from them. Then flesh it out with full sentences. Thank you, uh, Decau. Garrett Smith for $2 says, Hi, John. I'm soft resetting for a deoxys right now. I'm, so I'm soft resetting for a deoxys. I'm not sure what that is. Is that some kind of diet thing? Whatever. Stay healthy, dude. I'm not sure what that is, but, uh, but thank you, man. Gustavo Perez for $4.99 says, Hey, I've been watching the channel since I was a kid. Thank you for inspiring creativity in me. You'll be happy to know I'm a I'm in film a dirty school. You'll you'll be happy to know I'm in film a dirty school. Your school is dirty? <laughs> okay. Sounds like it needs a jan a janitorial staff. Anyway, I hope you can navigate the mess, and uh, I hope you're getting enough out of that school. Thanks, Gustavo. Celtic Horde for $5 says, John, I know it's asking a lot, but if you do next episode of oneself, 
I'll happily, I'll hap, happy or happily donate twenty dollars. I know it's late, but if not, next time. Uh, I think next time. I appreciate that, but it's uh, it's it's getting too late now. I got I want to cut this off. I'll I'll stream again soon. Um, Gustavo Perez for nine ninety nine says I had the most fun as a camera PA making the operator laugh between takes when we were supposed to be serious. The first AD hated that we had fun and we're also an efficient camera team. Oh yeah. I'm sure the AD isn't a bad person. That's just a very strenuous position to be in. I know I've done it. And I can understand how it's annoying. Because being AD is like the least fun position to be in on a film set. One of the least fun. And so when you see other people having fun, it's just like, come on, guys. Like, if you just if you just focus on getting the work done, then, you know, the less time we have to spend on here being miserable, but... I get it. Um, thanks, Gustavo. Jeremiah for five bucks says, how's that gaming show coming along? Uh, it's good. I got all like the graphics done. I got the intro done. I just got to stream some games, you know, because I need to get some footage. So the idea is I'll live stream me playing a video game, get hours worth of footage of like gameplay and me commentating on it. And once I have that, then I'll record some supplementary material, like me just in front of a camera talking about the game in retrospect, having already done a playthrough, right? And then do some sketches. It's like some comedic sketch to intercut with all the footage. And then I'll make like an hour long video out of that maybe less maybe more i don't know but if the idea is to make a long form analysis slash review slash comedy show kind of like half in the bag you know sometimes there's 30 20 minute episodes sometimes there's 40 minute episodes sometimes it's over an hour just depends on the material that i end up extracting right so anyway um it's coming along and we'll we'll stream we'll stream some games too. I think I want to do Resident Evil Three. That's a fun playthrough. Thanks, Jeremiah. Dainty Dreadnought for ten dollars says, "Hey, Job, I was wondering how you hook up your XLR mic to your PC, and what would you recommend for a beginner mic?" Thank you, and never stop streaming. Just for you, I will never stop, never stopping. Um, so. This is an XLR microphone. This is an XLR connection right here. Um, XLR is the standard for film sets. You'll see that a lot. And you get a much higher quality signal going through XLR rather than USB. And this XLR cable runs to uh, audio receiver. It's called, uh, this one I'm using is called a Scarlet 2i2. And, um, the reason it's got two in the name is because it has two XLR ports. So if I was doing a podcast and I had a second microphone for a guest, the second microphone would plug into the second port. But I don't use that. It's just for me and my microphone, right? So the XLR plugs into the receiver. It's called a Focusrite Scarlet 2i2. That's the one I use. There's different models, obviously. But just get any audio receiver that has an XLR port. And that transforms the audio signal to a USB signal. So on the other side of the audio receiver, there's a USB port. It's a USB, 
whatever the big one is called, USB-B. I can't remember exactly, but it's the same one that a lot of printers use where it's kind of a bulky kind of square-shaped USB port. That's on the flip side of it. So that plugs in on the back and then that goes to my computer. Right. So if there was a, if it was a USB microphone, it would plug right into the computer, but because this is XLR, the audio receiver is like the middleman. But uh, you get a much higher quality sound through an XLR signal. Um, what would you recommend for a beginner mic? Uh, if you just want something that sounds really good, but it's easy to work with, I would get one of those like blue, what is it, blue Yeti? Something like that. Whatever, uh, the mic that Destiny uses. You know what I'm talking about? It's just like a desk-mounted USB microphone that's like, it'll do what you want. It sounds decent. I, th I would recommend that, I think. If not, an XLR microphone. Thank you, Dainty. Garrett Smith for $2 says, Will you look at Super Chats while doing so? Oh, I guess you were talking about the game. Yeah, I can't really do both. Thanks, Garrett. Adam K for $5 says, John, done any TV binging during these strange times? I'm still rewatching old seasons of Better Call Saul. Yeah, Better, Saul Call, is, Better Call Saul is terrific. Um, what else have I been watching? I've been watching Narcos Mexico. That's a great show. I'm on season two, but I haven't finished it. I want to watch some more of that. Um, other than that, not, not a lot, really. There's a lot of crap on Netflix. <laughs> Narcos Mexico is good though I'm not really watching anything else I'm just I watch a lot of old family guy I just I really like that show it makes me laugh and I don't have to pay too much attention to it you know what I mean it's just a, it's nice to have just in the background for like the occasional joke and I can focus on work while I'm watching um thank you Adam a pale soapstone for one ninety nine says, "Make sure to level up poise early on." <laughs> was there an option for poise? I don't think that was one of the the attributes. Jack Turner for four ninety nine. Oh, he's given me details on the game. Says you've got to grind some penguins to beat Melted Chief, the developer. P.S. Love you, job. <laughs> Jack Turner for four ninety nine. Oh, I'm sorry you're spending all this money to to. Uh, give me this info that I asked for. Um, I would have gone back through just the regular chat to find it. You didn't have to do that, but thank you. I appreciate it. He says, thanks for playing a bit of a job. It is on the r slash John CJG subreddit for anyone interested. Okay, yeah, so you hear that? Anybody who wants to play the executable, if you go to my subreddit, r slash John CJG, you'll find a download link there. Thank you for that, Jack. That was really thoughtful of you to make that game i enjoyed that that was funny um i d on a different day i might fire fire it back up and then i'll try grinding some penguins and we'll see if we can get a little bit farther in it it's too late tonight though but another day thank you man mike hunt for two dollars says john you should put on old arby and the chief uh yeah i will i want to do a commentary series on all the old episodes but like I said, it's getting too late now. I've been streaming for a while, and not only has it been 
am I tired? But it is getting late and I don't want to be. Yeah, it's I'm being too loud right now. So it's not a good time right now. I'll do it another day. But thank you, man. Celtic Horn for $5 says, John, if watch oneself, you can buy your roommates breakfast and they will love you. Episode six. Not tonight. Another day. Okay. I promise I'll watch more oneself. I'll do commentaries. Okay. Just not tonight. Thanks, man. Meow Meow Choco Chow for one ninety nine says, John, oneself will inspire your soul. Oh, it already has, Meow Meow. It already has. Thanks, man. Tobias Edverson for 22NOK says, have a good one, John. Love the bite. Good night. Oh, he's probably gone already, but thank you, man. Garrett Smith for $5 says, soft resetting is where you reset your Pokemon game for a shiny Pokemon. I'm at 3,900 right now. I got one earlier, but my Game Boy died and I lost it. What what Game Boy, what Pokemon game are you playing? On the original Game Boy? Is that one of the, is that first or second, one of the second gen games? Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious about that. Because it's probably not like Pokemon Go, right? Or the new one on Switch. Uh, thank you, Garrett. Eugene Black for $5 says, Good night, Sheriff. I may be dead, but thanks for creating me. <laughs> You're welcome, dude. Uh, meow Meow Choco Chow for one ninety nine says, Job, disregard oneself, super chat, but here's dollar, dollar, dollar sign. Thank you. Thank you all so much for the financial support. Really, it's it's grotesque the amount of money I'm getting through this thing. But just know that I appreciate all of it. And you're all very kind. And I'm still blown away by, like, the birthday video. Um, Oh, hang on. There's a thing in uh, Streamlabs here. Jason D. Via Streamlabs for 271 says, I know you're a To Catch a Predator fan. Which Predator was your favorite? Mine was the one that wanted to cut the girl and suck on her blood. Oh, my fucking God. I don't know if I saw that one. Also, if NBC did one in Vancouver, BC, would you come in for an audition? <laughs> yeah, great. I'll come in with a trench coat and a fucking cowboy hat with nothing underneath the trench coat except for a pair of socks. I'd walk in and I'd be like, howdy there, cowgirl. Can I... Can I... I want to suck your blood. Why don't you take a seat? Take a seat right over there. Fuck! <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, Jason, for that. Uh, I don't know what my favorite one is. I, I watched, a, I binge watched a bunch of those years ago, but I can't remember each particular episode. There's like, there's new ones too, isn't there? Oh, uh, there's another one here from Ash Ash Goosens for five bucks. Oh, uh, he, I don't know if it's if that's a boy or a girl, but they want me to react to a video. Hang on, I don't know what this is. Oh, this is a whole thing. It's like twenty minutes. Oh, this is like uh you can't hear or see this, but this is like a 
it's like a 20 minute retrospect on my show I guess or maybe it's a review or something I don't is is that would people want me to like to watch me watch this I feel like that's a little too self-aggrandizing it's like hey everybody let's watch this video that's praising my show I mean, I'm not shitting on the creator of this video. I'm very flattered that you would make a video about me. When, you know, whether you've, whether you're praising it or it's just, or it's a critique where you're negatively, you're pointing out the flaws or whatever. That's fine, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll, if we do do it, we'll save it for another day. Cause uh, yeah, I don't want to do any more videos tonight. I'll um, I'm gonna make a note of this and then I'll. I'll remember to do it another day. Okay, so I'll write your name down. And then uh, we'll do that another day, okay? I don't know if you're still here, but I'll keep it in mind. And I appreciate you m making that video. Thank you for that. Um, oh, boy. Garrett Smith for $2 says, I'm soft resetting three Gen 3 Fire Red games. Three Gen 3 Fire Red games. Okay, yeah. So that was Game Boy Advance, wasn't it? That's like Fire Red and whatever the blue one was. Those are like the, re the Game Boy Advance remakes of the... Was second gen Game Boy Color... Or is game the Game Boy Red and Blue and the Game Boy Color Red and Blue, are they all one, first gen? I don't fucking know. Whatever, that's cool, man. Fire Red's a good game. Yes, it is. Okay. They're all, they're all first gen. So what the fuck is second gen then? Oh, yeah, there's Fire Red and Leaf Green. I think those are third gen. Those are game, those are GBA. I don't know what the fuck se se second gen is. <laughs> Job is old man. Well, at least I know vaguely what you're talking. Or not even vaguely. I'm actually have a pretty good idea. I have a pretty good handle on the Pokemon games. I just the distinction between one generation or another. I'm a little foggy on. Yo, caught you from the UK, John. I saw you were on EFAP last week, which is really awesome. I haven't watched it all yet, but looking forward to it. Have a good one, man. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I hope you enjoy it. I feel like I bored a few people, but if you're interested at all in my show and my writing process, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Gen 2 was gold and silver. Oh, that makes way more sense. I forgot about that. Silver was fucking rad. I had that. Yeah, silver was good. I like second. I like Gen 2. Um, David Malcolm for $2 says, Spell I-C-U-P. Oh, I think I already did. Thank you, David. And that wraps up. That wraps up the chat. And that wraps up the podcast. Thank you for all the super chats. Thank you for the stream laps. Thank you for the video. That was so fucking cool. I'll make I'll make that its own little video, my reaction to that birthday video. And um, 
thank you for not putting anything like raunchy in there that could get me banned or whatever. Like, um, I trust you guys to make content to play on here that's not... I don't expect it to be totally clean, obviously, but just nothing that'll get me in trouble. And it's nice to be able to rely on you guys to not put anything excessive in there that'll get, get me in trouble just for the sake of yucks. So thank you for that. Um, I hope I can continue to trust you guys to, to, um, in that regard. And, um, thank you for listening to me and being patient with my absence and all that. And, uh, I'm sorry I wasn't around more. I have been working, just, just not streaming. And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry if you missed me and, uh, I'll, I'll stream more. I'm, I've been in a, I'm in a better mood today. I'll probably be in a better mood going forward. And um, thanks for everything. Much love. Oh, Alex Britton for 10 bucks says, I can't send too much because I'm moving back home to Vancouver Island soon, but here, if you ever have complaints about Van, at least it's not Alberta. Alberta sucks, lol. <laughs> I've heard stories. I haven't been there, but I've heard it's kind of boring. But hey, look, uh, sorry for the absence. Thank you for the support. Thank you for being there. Thank you for just tuning in and being awesome fans. And uh, I hope you stay tuned and there's more content to come. I'll be making the new bike public now that I've premiered it. And yeah, have a good night, everybody. I'll see you again soon. I'll probably be streaming a game. I'm not sure which yet exactly, but I'll be streaming a game of some kind. And uh, you know, for my new show. And I hope you'll I hope hope you'll tune in. And if you are bored, then ideally you'll stick around in the chat and complain about it and look for validation for hours and hours. This is boring, right? This is boring, right? Am I right? Yeah, this is boring. Well, you can't leave. If you try to leave, I'll fucking hunt you down. I'll find you. Kick your ass. Bitch. I'll film the whole thing. Put it on YouTube. And then I'll give it a title. Little, little bitch cries <laughs> while I beat him up. All right. There you go. Thank you again, guys. Much love. Have a good night.